Hello and welcome to the Super Show podcast. Uh, I'm going to stop editing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the intro. That's the intro. Yeah, I'm sorry because Chris, we're keeping that. Because the reason Chris is at being like that is because it's actually 20 past 11 and we have just finished watching the PlayStation 5 live event yeah, and we all okay. feel like Chris looks. All right, fine. Hey, come on. Hold, hold, hold on there. Jesus. Wow, out of order. Uh, yes, I... Uh, I am joined by Alex Jones wearing his uh, 007 t-shirt. There you go. Good old yeah. Roger Moore. And uh, someone who's looking more and more like a criminal. A criminal? <laughs> My hair's yeah. coming back. It should be the opposite. I'm moving no, away but, from the neo But you're, you're, at, you're at that awkward stage where it's like, it's a prison haircut. It's just, uh, oh. Yeah. And I'm also Same. in that awkward stage where it's still all the same length. I haven't got shorter sides or a shorter back yet. So it's just going to be this kind of fuzz that goes out until it gets heavy enough to lay flat. <laughs> and I'm just, enough. I'm going to, I've gone from neo-Nazi to criminal. I think the next step is pedo. Honestly, I'm, I'm a bit worried. <laughs> I, mean, I think you should shave stripes in the side. I mean, if ever there were time for experimentation, was... We're coming out of lockdown, kind of, sort of. Mm. I don't really know. I'm not paying attention that I much think, these I days. I think we'll be coming out to go back in, but whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. So basically, ah. I haven't seen my mum in person yet. I need to get my hair back soon. <laughs> well, there we go. Are the two related? I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. so yeah, as as uh, Jonesy mentioned, uh, the PlayStation, I don't know, stream conference, uh, PlayStation 5 reveal thing has just happened. Uh and we all watched it, and we have some thoughts. But before we get into those thoughts, all right, just very quickly, bear with us, because this show is brought to you by our lovely patrons. Yes, we do have a Patreon. It is patreon.com forward slash super show. And this show would not exist without uh, your generosity, or potentially your generosity. So <laughs> we do have some names to read out, uh, which is you know, a little bit of a thanks attached to them. I'm talking about Brett Zerbrick, Hacksaw Book Read, Matthew Fronzo, Mindful Pig, Peaswad, Tristan Harris, The Dude Abides, and William Sherry. Thank you, fellas, so much. And of course, the two dudes who are, you know, just that one level above doing, you know, going the extra mile, going, going the eight mile, if you will. And that's Lonnie Thompson and Skylar Music. Thank you guys so much for making all of this happen. You know, um, thank so, you guys. Yeah. So, you know, if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com forward slash super show. Keep the show alive. Keep the dream alive. And hey, you get some stuff in return. You get access to our discord server. We've got a bunch of additional podcasts that we have uh, locked behind the Patreon. You know, nothing serious, just a bit of fun. But go check it out. Anyway, guys, uh, something different for this week. All right. We're not going to catch up on what we've been playing because it's pretty much spoiler alert, just been Warzone. Uh, and Two, we're not going to do a comment of the week. We're just going to jump straight into the news because there's a lot to unpack here. Because that PlayStation 5 event, it's been, it was an interesting one. Uh, overall, I've come away quite positive on it. But there, <laughs> there are a few kind of interesting things to talk about. Um, I, I guess before we go into it, you know, how, how did you guys kind of feel coming out of it? Did you feel good? Did you feel rock hard? Did you feel a, a bitter taste in your mouth? I don't know if I want to answer either of those two questions directly. You certainly don't need to know about the former. That's between that's I keep that stuff to myself. I don't talk between, about between between you and your sheets. Yeah, all right, I got you. Well, I got you. yeah, but sometimes I do it in the kitchen just to mix things up, oh. put it in the sink, you know, just because then you can wash it away after. You in know. The your sink. housemates. Yeah, well, they don't need to know. They don't watch this. I mean, they might be listening to me now. I mean, the door's right there, so <laughs> anything's possible. If I get evicted in the morning, we know why. Yeah, um, ne- next week's uh, episode, Jamie's going to be like in a fucking underneath a bridge in an underpass yeah. or something. 
Rhett, I have to tell my next landlord, why did you get evicted from your last house? I used to just jizz in the kitchen sink openly. <laughs> and I eventually oh, got then where has this gone? This is a PlayStation 5 event has gone completely off no, the No, I'm going to bring it back around. By jizzing a, in the kitchen no, sink. No, I'm not going to bring it back around. We're going to leave that where it should be left. Uh, look, I, I was saying to Jonesy, Chris, um, <sighs> just before you jumped on Discord, that I think above all else, I was really positive about this because I'm just happy to be excited about video games again. I'm oh, happy yeah. that... Like, we don't want to sweep anything under the rug, but, like, for a whole bunch of reasons, this entire fucking calendar year has been all kinds of weird for the world and for us as individuals. Um, and, yeah. like, it's just really cool to be in mid-June and be excited about video games again, to get a live stream of E3 caliber announcements, some big, some small, some awesome, some curious. Oh, yeah, um, like, like no mistake about it, right? This was PlayStation's E3 like if yeah. E3 was on and they were still at E3, this is what they'd show us. Like, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and like that—that's exciting. I mean, yeah, I was excited. I was uh, sitting down and watching new video games. I'm I'm right there with you. In fact, I tweeted before the show came out. I was like, hell yeah! You know, we're getting ready to watch the thing. We're gonna we're gonna record the pod afterwards, and it makes me miss like those E3 days. Uh, and it, I kind of got a lot of nostalgia for E3 last year, where uh, we live streamed all of it, like fucking in the middle of the night going a bit stir crazy but like it's just good memories right yeah and it's funny i re-watched some of those in the last couple of days oh. not in their entirety because you know you don't need to sit through entire e3 press conferences all over again but the, i was it was funny watching back our reaction to last year's ubisoft press conference which after oh, right. not really showing gameplay of anything closed <laughs> on a cinematic trailer for the as yet unreleased and no uh, release date uh, available, Gods, Gods and, and Monsters. Monsters, yeah. Yeah, and you sit there, Chris, and you go, because we, this was at the time we were filming level ups after them, to recap it, you go, <laughs> I can't, I'm can't. i not doing a fucking level up for that piece of shit. <laughs> like, we were so drained and so unenthusiastic. And, hey, like, I know you guys are tired. It's half 11 here while we're recording, and we're going to be going into the early hours, potentially. Uh, oh, hopefully not too I'm, deep I'm into good. them. I'm good. Um, I, got, I got my... I got my... My cola. There we go. We got some caffeine, but I was going to say, like, we're not sat here glum. It's not like we're not trying to throw shade. But it's not like that Xbox event a couple of weeks ago where we were like, "What are the takeaways? What did we learn? What did we see? Oh. What can we get excited about?" Like this Dude, felt I, significant. Yeah, I was I was excited to jump into a podcast now and and just talk about all that stuff because it, it, it's like you said, it's that that kind of that enjoyment, not just about the games themselves, but just about the hype and the kind of the pageantry of it all, right? And yep. the previous Xbox One, fair enough, it wasn't their main Xbox kind of, you know, first party thing, but it just felt so flat, especially in comparison to this. It's Yeah, and it did. I was just saying, well, I always think when you think of things like E3, one of the things that always stands out to me is when you imagine that crowd sitting in front of the stage, the cheering when they see something oh, they really yeah, like. Yeah. And you have to have a few of those moments where you can imagine the crowd there like going, <laughs> yeah, like getting really into it. And the Xbox sort of announcement a little while ago didn't really have any of those moments for me. But yeah. this had at least a few where I could imagine everyone, you know, clapping, cheering, <laughs> sort of yeah, celebrating. Except, yeah, except you're sitting so there cool. sat in front of your monitor and you're just like you're seeing something cool then you go huh. no, I have a little uh, sound effect I just play on my phone that goes yeah it starts clapping well Jonesy oh, has that for, Jonesy has that for his life it's like a motivational <laughs> thing where he has people cheer him on when he does everyday activities but that's that's kind I of do. what they're doing with the uh, is it the Premier League Jamie where they on, on <laughs> the I cardboard think, cut no no on Sky fake, I think fake crowd noises fake crowd oh. noises you can add it in as an option <laughs> 
Yeah, I've heard something oh, about what? that. Because sports sound weird without crowds. That's totally, just, yeah, yeah. But I think it's a cool kind of weird. It's just different. Uh, one thing this did have, in, in the absence of um, you know crowd noises and those big pop moments that we talk about, was it did still have the thing I love about these press conferences when we when we did it on WhatsApp this time, ironically, rather than in person, oh, yeah, which yeah. is, is this blank? Is this blank? Is, is, is this blank? Are they showing blank? And like there are a few moments where... We can, we're obviously going to get into all the games, what we thought of them on an individual basis in some cases, but there was a game they showed right at the beginning, not right at the beginning, but very near the beginning, that I didn't think would be there at all, and they almost opened with it. So, yeah. like, yeah. I was, in the moment, I was very happy. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad you mentioned the games, because that's that was almost... I mean, they started off the thing and they're like, hey, here's a little bit of a spiel, blah, 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 PlayStation 5. But hey, we'll let the games do the talking. And, and that's pretty much what, what went on. There were a couple of this talk- was touted as a game, as a game, like, yeah, event, game showcase. It? It, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't, yeah, that's exactly what it was. But to be fair, that's what it felt like. I must say, I, did, I remember saying, I can't remember who the conversation was before, was they have to reveal the console. And I think I will get to that in the oh, end. But yeah, yeah. I, they had to do that at least, but it was a games first event. Yeah, sure. so I'm sure everybody by now, if you're listening to the podcast, would have seen what the console looks like. But we'll get into that, all right? But uh, it, it, okay, let's just go straight into it, all right? Like overall, loads of games there, uh, and it was confirmed to be releasing a holiday of this year, which which is, I mean, we kind of expected it, but it's good to always have a a uh, you know like an official statement regarding it. Uh, yeah. But again, we still don't know what that supply chain is going to be like. Hopefully, pretty good. Especially after this, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of hype geared towards getting this console yeah. at launch. Um, if, there was if, good... nothing else, if nothing else, it seems d- definitive now that these consoles are not being delayed, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, so there was a good, good spread of games, right? Like a lot of varied genres, a little bit of something for everyone. You know, you you had your kids' games, your more serious games, your indie games. Uh, your games for, you know, dinosaur furries, but we'll get into that. Uh, and uh, overall, it seemed like a, like a decent amount of titles for a launch window. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, do, I do have some thoughts on it, though. But let's let's maybe get into it. We'll talk about the hardware getting towards the end of it, because that's kind of where they showed it in the sense of the actual reveal itself. And I think I think it's best to just go, like, as they revealed stuff. So they started off, right, like, they started off with a Rockstar logo, and I was like, oh, my God, they, they're, they're coming out swinging. They're coming out heavy. What are they going to, you know, is it going to be like a Red Dead definitive thing with maybe like, you know, some kind of an add-on or something? No, it was GTA Five. Yes, that's right. In, <laughs> in, in 2020, the future of PlayStation is GTA Five. Fucking hell. Um, but... Do you know what's funny about this one, right? So I think I te- I messaged you guys in the group because given the next game they revealed, I thought that this fir- the first game they were talking about, obviously GTA Five. I thought they were going to then just put a logo up for GTA Six or something. It felt like that if they were going to have a really strong start, mm-hmm. GTA Five coming or coming to the PlayStation Five. I mean, that is cool, and, and a lot of people are going to be excited. And they announced the fact, you know, for example, we were saying about that the PlayStation Four players are going to get a million dollars a month until it gets released. Yeah, um, which which is cool. And there was some, and it's going to be it's their biggest money making machine. So why why wouldn't they put it onto the PlayStation Five? Oh, like totally. GTA yeah, Online? yeah. I, it, um, it was like a no brainer, right? Like obviously it was going to be on GTA Five. It mm. was, but so this is what this is my question, right? Given the fact of the game that they revealed after this one, why didn't they lead 
Oh, with yeah, I, I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll tell you why. Rockstar paid them a fuckload of money. Well, Absolutely, it I, has to be that. I think it's Rockstar money, but I also think, I think being good friends with Rockstar is still kind of a flex for anyone. Like yeah. if you can come out right. and be like, "Look, there's n- we don't have GTA Six or Bully Two or whatever the fuck is next from those guys. <laughs> Probably GTA Six. We don't even have Red Dead Two Remastered yet. But what we can tell you is that." These guys are still the biggest developers on planet Earth. The next game they announce will be the biggest game on planet Earth. And we'll and be there. Yeah. We'll be there. We'll, we're the partner. We're going to get the exclusive shit. Their trailer's going to be with us. And then the PlayStation 5, the next generation, that isn't changing. What does this mean for now? The seven-year-old game is going to continue <laughs> to be the best-selling game. Like, There's going to be a time where... I know some of the numbers around Tetris and Minecraft and shit like that are yeah. outrageous. But there's going to be a time where... GTA Five is just widely acknowledged as the oh. better, the like, dude. Across three consoles, of course it will. Yeah, be. <laughs> like, that's it, what's it, mad it's, about it's it. It's three consoles. It's ridiculous. Yeah, three dude, the, the amount of money that game must have generated because it still can be pretty expensive outside of sales yeah. is just unfathomable. They, and then you it, get online and yeah. it's not on Switch, is it? No. See, I reckon if they do it on Switch, then then they'll go into Tetris territory. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the next game though? Because Please that, go ahead, nice. Jonesy. Yeah. I know you're chomping at the bit there, so go well, for it. Because I, no one thought this was going to happen, right? So I Marvel's thought it was going to happen. Uh-uh. I thought Miles it was Morales happen. was announced, and we had a little bit of a teaser and trailer as well, which was very cool. A little bit of gameplay, I think, there was in there. You had him swinging through some streets, yeah, 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 very briefly. A little bit of action um, as well. Yeah. But I think we've spoken about it leading up to this event, and I think, uh, and I've heard other people as well saying, oh, will we see Spider-Man 2? And then obviously this gets announced, and a lot of people are saying, nah, it's too early. And it is too early. It's far too early for them to announce the sequel. So then we were sort of having a quick discussion about we don't actually know whether or not this is the sequel to Spider-Man, as in it's um, Spider-Man mm. 2, or whether this is some sort of like intermediary title that they've that they've made before Spider-Man 2 drops. But yeah. either way, I cannot wait to get my hands on uh, Spider-Man yeah. Miles Morales on the PlayStation looks very 5. Cool. That just... I, I, I'll, I'll say this, though. It, it's definitely not Spider-Man 2, right? Because if you think about what Spider-Man 2 would be to Spider-Man, it would be the continuation of Peter Parker's story. Yep. Yeah, right? for sure, yeah. And this is Miles Morales. The name's on the fucking tin. So right. Maybe it's just a case of, it's it's almost like a very comic book way of looking at doing things, right? Where sequels aren't a thing. It's just multiple stories in the same universe. And you can go step away from that story and then come back to the story and then... You know, so in like three, four, five, six, seven years time, there's going to be Spider Man three. There's going to be Miles Morales three. There's going to be a Spider Gwen one. Yeah, there's yeah, going to be yeah, totally. Maybe, I maybe, yeah, I yeah maybe. For sure, that's what comics yeah, like, do. Yeah. Chris is right in that. Without going into spoiler territory, there were elements of the first Spider Man game that that set up concepts and story threads and and threats even that it wouldn't make sense for Miles Morales to step in and fight because it just wouldn't have the same investment. There were things that were set up through the entirety of Spider-Man that need to come back around again in a, in a uh, sequel. <clears throat> the other thing about the little bit of gameplay they did show is it looked to me, unless I was mistaken, that it was snowing in, um, I forget, where is it just set in New York? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like Manhattan it was, Island, yeah, yeah, it looked like it was snowing, which, and again, not, not saying this is a bad thing, good thing, what have you, but like, 
changing the weather or environment is a quick and easy way to change a map that we already know slightly right. to make it yeah, I mean, that's very new, true. new York's New York, right? Like Right. <laughs> like the fact is like we all expected there's another big first party game we're going to talk about later that we all expected. That game came out over a year before Spider-Man. Like this is very early for a new title, but I think if Insomniac were willing to do this to get this out for the launch of the PlayStation 5 like that's a a big yeah. get and that's that's a huge huge title to pack in with a brand new console yeah the biggest so- the biggest launch title maybe that i can remember i don't remember what launched alongside the 360 and the ps3 super well but one of if not the biggest launch titles ever in recent memory it's pretty big can, can yeah. i can i Cer- go there certainly in the last 15 years if they were to release a Spider-Man Mars Morales special edition PlayStation 5, I would be tempted. All yep. over it. I would All definitely be it. tempted. Like some Dude, cool I, like I, sleek black like Spider-Verse yeah. style shit. With I, the I, webbing I, and stuff. That would be, that'd be I, so I said cool. it in the, in the uh, WhatsApp chat they were having while the thing was going on, and I was like, it, this alone is a reason for me to buy PlayStation 5 on, on launch. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, with maybe one or two other titles, but yeah, I, I just hope it's it's going to be as long as the original Spider-Man game was, and not like Hopefully. oh, it's a it's a short kind of thing. But it does make sense, you know. It, it is a surprise that it's it's here and it is a launch title. That was a really nice surprise. Um, but it does make sense if you think that one of the first things that they kind of showed off about, like, hey, this is a PlayStation Five, was actually Spider-Man fucking swinging through. You know, and showing the load times of the buildings, and you can swing faster yeah. because now it loads in. And so, obviously, yes. they were, you know, they were kind of using that as a test bed. So, right, and, kind of, and didn't, didn't Sony? Didn't Sony? They bought Insomniac, right? Yeah. Like outright yeah, at some point. So this was maybe just a thing where they looked at Insomniac's tech and said, "Look, the things you guys have, have work with is like the the tech you've got is extremely flexible. It would be a great way to get a game up and running very early in the PS5's life cycle." Right. But, uh, experiments with some of the things you're able to do and that also leans into not to jump ahead but it's not the only insomniac game we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah. and the other insomniac game we're going to talk about was also heavily advertised on having features that tied to the P- ps5 supposed strengths yeah because that's what you need with yeah. launch titles right you need stuff to show off what the console is capable of 100 percent. right 100%. okay Okay, so it kind of can I say it kind of blows me away in one sense. I mean, no, we're right at the beginning of this list, but so effectively, so in this year, right, we've only got six months left of 2020, the the year that never was, but we're still looking forward to the release of Last of Us Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, and now Spider Man Mars Morales and Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, it's this is a heck of a yeah. of a second half of 2020. Yeah, it, yeah it's, and, almost, and it's, it's only going to get better. It's only yeah, going to get better. Yeah. It's almost if you close your eyes and all the shit that the the world isn't burning around you, it's probably quite a, quite a decent year. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, let's get there first. Like, let's get like to the Xbox, future. Xbox are going to come out with a few big games this year. Halo, obviously, leading the charge there. Ubisoft will certainly have some big games this year. Valhalla oh, yeah. leading the charge there, so on and so forth. Uh, hopefully, Warner, Bro- would, Warner Brothers, uh, maybe? Oh yeah, I, I was expecting something from Warner Brothers. Surprise! Surpri- surprise! Warner Brothers still haven't revealed any of their cards. <laughs> any of them? Yeah, like, it's kind of mad. Just give us um, one. You've got three big things. Give us one. I, I will say this though: I, just a, a little bit of future gazing. All right. Oh, I yeah. think Xbox are probably going back to the drawing board a little bit after seeing this. I would imagine. Right, and maybe just yeah. like making sure that they're all on board with what they need to do to try and beat the PlayStation showing. 
but I think that their launch titles are maybe going to be a little bit more robust than what PlayStation is right. serving up. The, the the Xbox ethos at the moment is we've spent a shitload of money buying studios. <laughs> we've let them all have loads of time to make games, and now they're all going to give us those games. Yeah. So the way they've advertised their July event, which is their counterpart to this one, is yeah. that it's super first-party heavy. I yeah, don't yeah. think it will have zero third party, but Xbox is going to be a lot more like, here's all the shit we're making. Here's Halo, here's Fable, here's yeah. Forza on a new engine, here's what Obsidian are doing, and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, uh, well, last thing I wanted to say about Spider-Man Miles Morales. Jeez, this is, this hey, is going to be a long it's, podcast. It's, it's, it's the biggest or second biggest game of the showing, so we can get away with it. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of, like, obviously I like Miles Morales. I think he's a cool character. I think he's a cool Spider-Man. and. I just hope that they differentiate him enough from Peter Parker in the gameplay and all of that, right? Because otherwise it's a missed opportunity. You don't want to just take Peter Parker, give him quite literally a different skin and just be like, it's the same fucking thing, right? But I, I don't see how they can't do that, though, because even the age differential between the sort of slightly older, more jaded Peter Parker of No, but I, I'm, I'm not even saying like story-wise. I'm just saying this. like gameplay-wise. Like if it plays exactly... How? Oh, 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 right. So you want him to be more of a? You want the game to feel it's, more? It's got, it's, it's got, well. yeah, it's got to be different, oh, okay. right? Like, obviously, he's a less experienced Peter Parker. Oh, the idea that you get to do like a whole training thing where he's learning yeah, how that'd to be become cool. that'd be wicked because be we cool. kind of missed out on that with um, yeah, with you know the the Spider Man before because it was you already knew everything yeah. and you were kind of which was I think uh, you just you just maybe even more excited for this yeah. game now. But look, I think that was the right call for the original Spider Man is just saying no, no, no. It's you know the story. We don't have to go through fucking Uncle Ben's death and all that. Yeah. Shit. Uh, Plus, but, like Miles Morales' origin story is in the first Spider Man game. Yes, yeah. like yeah. The, the the his tragic event is something else we've already seen again. So, yeah. Yeah. oh, again. I've just I'm, I just realised what's going to happen. Yeah, do you remember at the end of uh of the original Spider Man game? Well, the last one, um, where he's Miles Morales is calling you on the phone and he's going like, "Hey man, can you?" And yours, he says, "Oh, uh, Tobey, not Tobey Maguire, <laughs> Peter <laughs> Parker." It's late. It's late. <laughs> Peter Parker says to you like, "Oh, I'll yeah, I'll teach you the ropes. We'll go through some stuff." The idea that you get taught how to be Spider-Man by Peter Parker in the new game. That would be pretty wicked. That's fucking sick, yeah. Watching him do his stuff and then you've got to follow him and do things. That would be really cool. But but the last thing I wanted to say about it, it was at the... Oh, there's two things, okay? A little... A little... A big one and a small one. So a big one is, I think I am going to miss not playing as Peter Parker. I, I really kind of resonated with how they portrayed him in that game uh, and all the things that he was going through and all the story beats and the... You know the uh, the character development. I really, really, really liked it. Uh, not to say that I'm not going to like Miles Morales, and I'm sure they'll do a good job. But I, I am missing that Peter Parker element as well. I think. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, and then the other thing is obviously because the PlayStation Five tech is like, oh hey, no loading screens. I'm going to miss out on that cool um, piano. Uh, loading song that they had on fucking oh, Spider-Man. Right. And I, that, those I, scenes, the scenes in the subway train. Yeah. The fast like, travel, yeah, the like, subway carriage. I, I loved that shit. I mean, obviously it's, it's it, it was like a fucking polishing a turd, right? Like you don't want them, but they were nice little moments. So I wonder yeah. how they can maybe bring in some of those moments. Anyway, just, just a small thing, but it maybe I need to go back and play that Spider-Man game again because that's pretty fucking cool. All right, anyways, moving on. Uh, Gran Turismo 7. I mean, it's a given pretty much like PlayStation launches a new console and there's a Gran Turismo on it, you know? Right. 
Uh, <sighs> is there much you can say about Gran Turismo in I this mean, day and age? Like, yeah, I mean, Gran Turismo is Gran Turismo, right? It's it is the best racing sim on any console, bar none. Fight me. I don't know if you guys would agree, but I always find every time I see a new Gran Turismo, I feel like. Oh, it's it's almost like watching a FIFA game. Oh, well done! You've made an incremental step forward, being more towards photorealism. Yeah, and it yeah, looks even better. I mean, r- racing's I it, racing, right? Yeah, it's kind of weird for me. It's like, okay, I'm I'm not going to play this like I didn't play the last five. Well, so, so, so that's an interesting thing, Josie, because they've obviously tried to add more to the package than just a, a standard. Hey, here's Gran Turismo Seven, because they. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of he, skip- he, he called it a campaign, right? Like, yeah, so there's a campaign in it, okay? And, and that's fine. Like, a campaign's fine. It, there was a weird kind of, like, thing where... To me, it just looked like The Sims, to be honest, where it was, like, an overview map, and then there was, like, this woman, like, I don't know, fucking Amanda, or whatever her fucking name was, <laughs> saying, like, oh, hey, yeah. you know, you can go to your garage. Over, and it's just like, what is this? This is, this is, <laughs> this is bizarre. Uh, but yeah. I'm, I'm, like, if I had to... I don't know if that was a launch title, but if I had to... Pick up the. Yeah. No, if I had to, I mean, I will because it's Spider Man, but I will be getting Spider Man and I will be getting Gran Turismo because fuck yeah, Gran Turismo is fucking cool. Yeah, like, like I get what Jonesy's saying. Uh, and as someone who uh, is still very much in the Xbox ecosystem, Forza has obviously been yep. there a lot. And I've bought a lot of Forza games, both of Motorsport and Horizon Variety over the recent years. And I kind of get it. Like, cars are seem to be an easy thing to make look good. Not easy, that's not fair, but. Cars are a good way to show off tech. They yeah, always have been, yeah, and apparently yeah, yeah. they always will be. <laughs> Whether I can get excited about this as a game remains to be seen. I've, yeah. I've, that's that's what it is for me. I feel like if if you like Gran Turismo and you've liked it, because you know I remember playing Gran Turismo three and stuff back in the day, and and you think like, oh, these games are really cool. They look amazing, and then four or five, and you're like, oh, they they incremental increases on a formula that works, and then you're all the way down to like seven, and I'm like. I didn't play the last few. I'm not going to play this one. Whereas there are some games, even racing games, um, and we're going to talk about one in a bit, that I'm like, I'm going to play that. Oh, it's right, a racing yeah. game, but I want to play that game. It looks awesome. It looks yeah. it looks different. It's doing new things. But I suppose there's not a lot they can do with um, driving sims because they can't go too far outside of what their core audience want because you might just lose them. Well, guess, this but. is the thing. Like the, the, the core racing sim needs to stay true to that racing ethos, right? It's not sure. like... It's not like you can be like, oh yeah, you can upgrade your car to have missiles. It's like this. It's not that yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> It'll be the equivalent of like getting FIFA, like you give them chainsaws, like that American <laughs> yeah. football game on like the PlayStation One. It's like what? <laughs> what have you done to football? <laughs> yeah, you can't mess with driving. Yeah, it was called in the Blood same Bowl or something. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing that they didn't say though is if you have to sign a gentleman's agreement in order to play the game. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I forgot all about that story. Yeah, That's that was fucking, fucking weird. Did you know about that, Jonesy? I did not. In GTA, G, the GTA 6, you, you know, like, you start the game up and it's like, no, you need to you need to agree to this gentleman's agreement to, like, not be a douchebag when you race. Otherwise, it doesn't, <laughs> otherwise it doesn't let you play the game. Right. Yeah. I, like, I like the idea there's, like, a little fat rubber hand comes out the front of the console. You have to shake it to <laughs> agree. Yeah, you, know, you have to put on the yeah, VR headset and then, you know, yeah. bow down so to the You have to sign a contract on the touchpad of the controller. You have to, like, <laughs> put a little scribble in. Nice. I like it. All right, cool. Then, then we go to, uh, we kind of teased it before, but uh, Insomniac's second game, which was a huge surprise to me. I had no idea that this was in the works. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys are probably <laughs> better, better suited to, to intro it. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is yeah. to, to, to get straight to it, which is a, 
a second, a follow-up perhaps even. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. Ratchet and Clank game to the one that Insomniac Games made a couple of years ago, which itself was kind of a weird thing where there was a Ratchet and Clank movie and they yeah. kind of made a game that tied into the movie. And this seems to be a... Um, a sequel to that. What we can confirm is it's not being made by a different team. It is Insomniac Games, so they are yep. making two games at once in the form of this and Spider-Man. Um, and it kind of, based on what they showed, they showed some some cinematic stuff, but also quite a fair bit of gameplay. Yep. And I think that it's another situation where Sony have gone to Insomniac and said, made a tech showcase. You know, it, this art style could lend itself quite well to being pretty, and you can tell yep. they focused on two things in particular. One was the speed of the SSD, because the gimmick of this game, as the name would suggest, is opening up rifts into yeah. different sort of parallel universes that you kind of like get sucked through, and it's different on the other side. Yeah, it's a cool-looking so cool, cool that- looking, uh, uh, animation that they've got to do it, right? Like you pull yeah. the rift towards you, and it just changes the whole the whole setting. Right, which I guess is like, again, that's the power of the SSD, how many assets it can load in and how quickly. The other thing that this was very big on was particle effects. Um, Jesus, they were everywhere. Yeah. I like that all three of us, I wrote that down as well, watching it, I put particles. Chris in the, in the thing, he's put so many particles and you <laughs> yeah. mentioned it as well. They were everywhere. Like, they are really yeah, pushing you, you, particle You thought effects. Final Fantasy VII Remake had a, it was a particle fest. You, <laughs> yeah. That's nothing. Yeah. Nothing compared to this. But, you know, that, that that last game was actually really good. It was like a just a fun little adventure, fun little romp. I don't think it was full price. I don't know if this one will be. Yeah. So, you know, well, I, wasn't, I'm Wasn't the it. previous one like a a remake of the original yeah. Ratchet and Clank? Well, yeah, it was a tie-in to the movie, which essentially made it a retelling of the story of the first right. one. But it was never really... I don't know if they advertised it as a remake. Maybe they did. But I, it was good. I thought they did. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought for me, what's what stood out, I think, with um, with this was it was like you say, it was a showcase, but it it looked like a like a a full interactive, fun, colorful, like just fun game. Like it looks like it could be be a really fun time. It definitely is the sort of game. um, I can't remember what the game was called, but it's the sort of game you expect to be a launch title of a system because you can pick it up and it kind of in a few levels it has shown you. Oh wow, this is what this system could do. But it's not trying to um, reinvent anything on a major scale that we're gonna we will see in a number of years, maybe, once they figure out what the system can do to its fullest extent, yeah. if you know what I mean. I, I don't know if this is what you were getting at, Jonesy, but it's almost like a more effective knack. Knack, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was yeah. thinking of knack as there I even watched it. I thought Because the whole point, the whole thing with knack was like, hey, we're showing you what the PlayStation 4 can do. Yeah. It's, you know, it can do blah, 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 blah. And this feels like that's exactly what they've gone for. But it looked really effective. It had me saying, oh, shit, I might buy a Ratchet and Clank game. Wow. Um yeah, you even see, for some of those, uh, yeah, like the particle physics and the yeah. uh, the dimension shifting stuff, which looked very cool. The dimension stuff looked really cool, but I, I don't know. I saw it and I was like, this, this looks really, really cool. And if it, it just kind of kills me that I'm just like, ah, I'm not. It's not really, it's not really making me moist, fellas. If I if yeah, I'm being perfectly enough. honest with you. But that's, I don't think it's that type of game, though, yeah. right? It's more like a, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. It's not like a, holy shit, this looks amazing. Yeah, but like, see, it- I, I kind of I think, like, when, when Ratchet and Clank like, came out, when was it? Like, PlayStation 2, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, in PlayStation 2, it, it kind of made sense in terms of the ecosystem and the kind of games that you would get on the PlayStation 2. Like, now, so many different experiences are coming out. They're all vying for your attention. And while Ratchet and Clank looks good and Insomniac games are... Uh, have a high pedigree the game will be incredibly polished i'm sure uh, and it's got all of these cool uh mechanics to show off the power of the ps5 i, I just like i 
I probably, and this is a personal thing. I mean, I'm, I know I'm, I'm a, a, a small cross section of, of the gamers out there, but I, I just rather put my time elsewhere. If that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I can, I can appreciate that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think you need to justify that. That's, that makes sense. Sense. I can see that for you. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, anything else you guys want to talk about Russian Clank? No, just no. Happy to see it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. So moving on, then we got uh, an interesting title. Uh, this is the thing about a lot of these trailers that they showed <laughs> off. They they didn't really. They looked good, but they didn't really tell you anything, right? Yes. Which is kind yeah. of none more so emblematic than this one. So this was coming from Square Enix, and it's called Project Athia or Athia. I don't, I don't know how they'd kind of pronounce that. Uh, it it looked seriously stunning. I was like, oh my God, yes, this looks fucking amazing. In terms of its visual fidelity, it looked top-notch. Almost what I expect from a Square Enix title. I mean, I don't know if people remember me talking about Final Fantasy VII, and one of the disappointments I had was the environments looked like last gen, the way that they were constructed and the textures. And this is kind of coming back to that old-school tradition of Square Enix saying, we're at the forefront of fucking graphical technology here it looked amazing uh, maybe i'm yeah. over hyping it you know but i thought it looked really cool uh, but jamie made I was, it <laughs> sorry sorry go on. no 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 you go ahead jay i so i i, I kind of disagree a bit like it, i don't know if maybe it was just that trailer and it didn't really showcase it to me that well but there was a there was a slight oddness to the, like the movement and the way that I don't know. It 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 kind of gave me a bit of a weird feeling. It made me feel, oh, this is a very certain type of title, and that maybe appeals to some people. And I can imagine like PC gamers who like that's the the sort of style of game that they were pushing. It was a weird one for me. I watched it and was like, no, like immediately yeah. I was like, I'm out. I, it was something about the movement, the the yeah. design, the style, the look, and I just immediately. Uh, well, I will just, say it's it's a very Square Enix game. So, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I'm curious as well because um, the studio behind it, I think they're called Luminous. Lumin- Luminous, yeah, Luminous, Luminous Studios, or yeah, I, they haven't made a game yet. They were basically a brand new studio that was formed in 2018 by Square Enix to make AAA projects. I believe this is their first real project, and uh, I don't know if you guys know Gary Witter. Like he was yeah. a screenwriter who wrote uh, like Star Wars Rogue One Rogue and things One, like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's done a lot of stuff. Thing, so he's basically confirmed that he was he led quote unquote a crack team of A list writers from the worlds of TV, film, and games and fancy literature who helped create this immense new universe for Square Enix. So they oh, are enlisting. That, that makes like, that makes me really excited now. Right, which also suggests there's almost like you don't want to draw the lines too much, but like yeah, for Square yeah. Enix at least, more of a Western kind of like. Yes. Spin on this potential fantasy world. I think Square Enix putting money into big, good-looking, potentially exciting like RPGs with interesting people behind them. Like, I'm curious to see what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, you know when you see a tech demo for yeah. a game, <laughs> yeah. it there it felt like that to me. And you see a tech demo and you go, mm, "That's never going to be a real game." I don't know what it meant. It gave me. W- that's really funny, Jens, because as I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is the Unreal 5 uh, tech demo that they showed off. <laughs> oh, right. I, I just got the, that kind of vibe from it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not wrong in terms of that. Um, jo- jo- uh, Jamie said something very interesting in our, in our chat, <laughs> saying, oh, yeah, Square mm-hmm. Enix game with project in the title? It'll come out in five years' time. And then <laughs> yeah. I, said, I said, yeah, more like 15, dude. <laughs> you're, you're probably more accurate than I was. Like, yeah, like about- how long did... Um, I think it was like... 
eight years or something for Final Fantasy 15 to come out. Dude, who knows? Like keeping up with that shit, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. like, fe- like take take them as much time as you need. But like, I think we've all been burnt at least once by some a story like this, so we all yeah. know not to yeah. get too ahead of ourselves, right? Yeah, uh, you, you know, for someone like me who's a big Square Enix fan, this is kind of like, yeah, it's 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 easy to get caught up in the hype, but then you remember like, oh no, hold on, it, it is Square Enix at the end of the day. It's like, okay, cool, your jets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, notably missing from this showcase was anything Final Fantasy VII related. Right, there was it, some... It just makes me kind of sad, really, you know? There were some rumours going around before the press conference or show started that yeah. maybe in the form of Final Fantasy VII Remake 2, some people even going as far as to suggest Final Fantasy sixteen that there would be yeah. something here. But alas, I, I, no. I, yeah, I wonder if Final Fantasy sixteen is a bit of a stretch in, in, in my professional opinion. But anyway. Do you think they get the entirety of seven out of the way before they go back to sixteen, or do you think the two um, series coexist? I, I think two series could coexist, but not not now. Hmm, I think okay. I think Final Fantasy VII was too much of a success for them, and obviously they've got a big task ahead of them to kind of you commit to to a to an episodic game structure, like yes. you you need all hands on deck, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. That's the way I see it. I I, I could imagine. <coughs> If they said that they're going to do a trilogy like they were hinting at, I think that after they release the second entry, then they can start forking out the um, the teams. But yes, that's that's my two cents on it. Anyway, okay, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, not much more to say about that. Like, again, like I said, a lot of these they're just kind of like here's this cool little cinematic with maybe a smidgen of gameplay, and and we're out. Uh, yeah. So the yeah. next one that was like that was uh, Stray, which. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> I've mean, got no idea what that is, but it looks cool. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't know what it is. It's got cats and robots, and the, the cat is leading the robots and shit. You know what it reminded me of? What was that? You quite liked the game, Jamie. We played it on stream on ATG. It was the uh, oh, uh, Urban Genie or something. Concrete Genie. Concrete Genie. It kind of gave me yeah, that kind I did, of vibe. I did like Concrete Genie. Okay, yeah. yeah, I can see that. Yeah, sure. It gave me that kind of vibe, like like a nice, cool no fuss kind of game it seems i don't know but yeah like who who the fuck can tell right it looks cool (laughs) right like we you got to be careful nowadays it's easy to see these kind of smaller independent games in the middle of these jam-packed press conferences as a lull but you never know what's going to turn around and be just like the most overwhelmingly like touching beautiful poignant game of the year by someone's metric in a year's oh, time. We yeah. don't always agree with it, but that oh, stuff dude, happens. Like, th- this could be this generation's journey for all we know. You know, like, fuck, who, who could tell? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You, so, know, you know what's not going to be this year's journey? <laughs> what's not going to be this year's journey? The, the next fucking game. <laughs> you, I mean... Returnal. Returnal. I, mean, I, missed the na- I missed the name of this one. Dude, I I, 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 such a bad name. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, okay, I, I will be honest with you. Okay, from the gameplay aspect of it, I thought eh, this looks okay. Like, yeah, I could probably get on board with it. Yeah. I, I put in my notes here. It looks interesting because it does look interesting. Something. <laughs> Some of the choices, though, dude. Why have they got a forty-five-year-old mom as the protagonist? Can I? Oh, I think I told you already, but can I tell you what I wrote down because I didn't know the title to remember it? <laughs> I called it "Weird Timey Dark Alien Planet Groundhog Day Lady." 
that's pretty much that's what, what the game was. I that think that sums it up pretty nicely. Yeah. I think it, it was. Oh, sorry, Jones, you go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, interestingly, it was one of two games that kind of seemed to follow the same idea, like um, uh, replaying the same time period over and over again. Oh, right, yes. Um, and yeah. it reminded me, in not the gameplay aspect, but that of um, the way that things change. And you, if you guys were playing the Outer Wilds um, and crashing into the sun, was it Outer Wilds? You oh, guys yeah. Played? Yeah, Outer that Wilds. was Outer Wilds. Well, Wilds, that, was, yeah. that was Jamie and Steph. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, but it, the, co- the concept, I love that sort of concept. Um, but yeah, I get what you mean about the... It did look a bit odd at the same time. It was a bit of a strange, strange one. I just yeah. think like it, there was nothing aspirational about that character. I don't want to play that character. No, it, it, it didn't. No problem playing that character. I don't, like, that character. You, I don't know enough about her yet, Chris. Give her yeah. a chance. I, I can tell you about her. Her name's Karen. She has three kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and she wants her steak medium to well. <laughs> no, yeah. she she and uh, she wants she to speak good. to the manager. <laughs> She was she was walking her dog and she found a uh, black family having a barbecue in a park, <laughs> and she she decided that she had to call the police. She dialed nine one one, got sucked into the phone, and it ended up in a surreal sci fi nightmare. <laughs> that if that's the Jesus Christ, um, uh, yeah. I, I will say it's, it's developed by um, Housemark, who made a lot of kind of all the stuff they'd made recently with these uh, sort of. Usually top-down twin stick super arcadey uh, oh, right. arcade okay. shooters. So you, you might have heard of things like Resogun. You guys oh, also yeah. remember we made a gameplay video of uh, Alienation. Oh yeah, and then yeah. they actually released two games in 2017. The last time they were putting things out, uh, Next Machina and Matterfall, which were again both arcadey, super cool. particle-heavy twin stick shooters. You can see a bit of that in the gameplay. Yeah, the, the particle-wise, yeah, yeah, but a little, a little bit, bit of bullet. I think we're going to say the same thing. Bullet hell, yeah, yeah, bullet hell. But it, it's third person. Yeah, I don't know. It could, I think I think they should just call it what Jonesy called it. To be honest, then. yeah, <laughs> Returnal. Come Returnal. That's that's, that's fucking cool. Returnal. It's not cool. Hey. It's a terrible name. Doom Returnal. Doom Returnal. <laughs> Doom. It's Doom Guy's mum. That yeah. explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> she let the demons out of hell. Oh. So mo- oh, moving no, on no. to the next one is one that uh, Jonesy was very excited for, which was Sackboy. A big adventure. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe you've, you even put in the notes that Sackboy looks worn out. Dude, I mean, <laughs> they, so they, they had some zoom-ins on him. This was before the end where he was just bent over looking tired. But he was just yeah. all frayed and shit. And I was like, come on, guys. Like you, You're doing a disservice to Sackboy here. This is yeah. crazy. I used, to, I used to have a lot of fun playing local co-op with um, uh, Little Big Planet, and it's a game that I enjoyed a lot. I mean, even down to the just, just like dragging your mates around by their head and stuff. Like yeah. I used to play a lot with my wife. Um, uh, played Little Big Planet one and two, and enjoyed it. And you know, genuinely think those are a lot of fun games. And also having kids who are coming up to the right age. I mean, yeah. when this drops, my what my eldest will be like nearly five. So I'm like that. Yeah, that's bang on. And I I, I always think this way. There's place and space for um, them to intuit around the concept. It's so, it can be so clever. It can be tired, and it can get a bit old, um, especially if, they, if they're if they a bit repetitive and some of the levels get a bit, you know, played out. But I, I love that concept, so I'm, I'm yeah. definitely... I'm definitely up for another... It's been a while since I've played a, a Little Big Planet game. I'm up for a Sackboy yeah. adventure. Well, so it, it's four-player co-op, which I think is, is good. Uh, and, and like I said at the top of this, it seems like they've got a little bit of something for everyone. And this is obviously get... It's weird, right? Because obviously it's hitting that nostalgia point of people with a Little Big Planet. But then mm. at the same time, it's also like, uh, you know, geared to kids and, and something. I don't know. It, it, it looks okay. It's, uh, you know, not for me. What's happening it, in my head? It reminded me. 
Ah, you look fine, don't worry. I mean, now you don't look fine. Please put it back. There you go. That's much better. You, you go. got a nice, clear forehead. You should be showing it off. I don't have a clear forehead. Not, not, a not like much. me. I've got an absolute humdinger right there. That there uh, here we go. Okay. Oh, come on, though, no, Chris. Wait. You're going you're gonna to get put on a register. Oh, no. There you go. Oh, good Lord. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. That you just about get away with that. Uh, there we go. Now yeah, we're back to. All right, I was just going to say that it reminded me of what Nintendo have been doing with Yoshi and Kirby the last couple of years. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes very I was much getting so. like heavy vibes off that. Not quite as committed to kind of. It's kind of got that. Not even two point five D. Like they were willing to kind of like move around environments quite yeah. freely. But it's quite cutesy. Yeah, quite cutesy. Not as colourful yeah. as other comparable games. Like I'll be honest, if I was in Josie's situation, looking at like. Holy shit! And you're you're not well. You're a little bit further behind, Chris. But yeah, this could be the generation of consoles that your kids get into. Certainly, with Jonesy's oldest, maybe not yeah, with yeah. your guy's youngest. Maybe a little bit while off. But well, certainly, because Jones- how how long has PS4 been around for? Like seven years. Yeah. So yeah, he'd he'd be yeah. running. The the idea that my eldest will be eleven. If by the time we get to PlayStation Six, if we if we ever do, that's kind of mad for me. Yeah. Like, so yeah, there there he's all over this. This is his this is his st- his console. Yeah, so, yeah. Crazy, but I was going to yeah. say, if I was in that situation, and no disrespect to that boy, there would be other games that had stood out to me as things I'd want to play with my son or daughter. Yeah. The, well, this is the thing. As I was watching this, I was like, I was thinking to myself, it, actually coming from Jonesy's perspective, would Jonesy be playing this with his kids? And then I just thought to myself. But Jonesy's got a switch, so. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm saying on this console, there's there's plenty of other games we will be playing. It's yeah. not. But I, I I just like I like I like Sackboy and I like yeah. Little Big Planet and I like that. And I, we haven't yeah. played one for a while. Like there've been a few that we've we've sort of skipped out yeah. on just because you need after you play a few, you need a bit of a breather. And I think I'm 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 in the right place to play another one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah, good. Good. Right, so from from that, we went to something which I think uh, universally we all agreed. Look pretty damn cool. Uh, a bit of a surprise. Yeah, yeah. It, it started off kind of weird, right? It's Destruction All-Stars. So it started off with like the, the kind of intro videos to the characters that you would select. And I'm like, oh, what is this? Is this like a, another hero squad shooter? Right. I was like, oh, God, you know, here we go. Do, like, do, do you know what I thought it was? Yeah. I thought it was that Ubisoft game, Roller Champions. At, at one point, I thought it was that as well. Uh, so mm. for people who don't know, Roller Champions is kind of like Ubisoft. Ubisoft's take on Rocket League in a way, but yeah. with rollerblade dudes. But no, this actually looked really cool. So it's a, it's a a destruction derby vehicle race thing. Yeah. But but the nice little hook about it is two things: the cars can kind of get like almost Carmageddon like upgrades where you can add in like. I don't know, like big fucking blades and shit to tear up other cars. Uh, but the other side of it is you can actually jump out of your car and yeah, jump. That onto, was the cool. That was the coolest yeah, aspect. And I ju- thought the whole thing and jump onto other people's cars and try and like fuck them up. Or they could also jump out their cars and then you could like kick each other. I'm like hell yeah, that looks fucking mm. cool. That looks fun. It That's almost really reminded fun. me of uh, Titanfall, like seeing little humans running around, wall running and stuff like that, and like timing a jump perfectly to just jump over a car so they don't get splatted. Yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like yeah. a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun, like especially sure. especially as a party game, I think it would be really fucking cool. 
There yeah. was a cool little um, uh, emote, or I suppose what it was, where a guy jumped up in the air, did like a dance move as a car went underneath him. And I, <laughs> I like the idea of that. Um, it did look, it did look quite Rocket League. I thought even the aesthetics and stuff yeah. looked very Rocket yeah, League. Yeah, you could tell they're trying to start this. They're trying to. They're going for like an esport kind of vibe, yeah. right? See, do I, I think it looks like one of those esport type games that just misses. Yeah, entirely it looks like possible, a lot of fun, yeah. but I think this, it, I this think is going to be really aggravating. And I know you're not meant to do this on podcast, but there's a game that really reminds me of that name escapes me. And it came out a couple of years ago, initially uh, fully paid, and it was made by uh, it was like Codemasters or something like that, one of the UK based driving developers. And then it was a PlayStation Plus game at some point, and it was like an arcade style racer. We're almost like in a motorstorm style racer where a bunch of cars are all going around this track at the same time, but you could crash each other and smash into each other. And I, I, I it had a one word oh, name like out- it's not motorstorm, is it? No, 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 no. It was onrush. Like, onrush. That was it. Yes, onrush. onrush. It gave me heavy onrush vibes, and onrush was severely under underappreciated. I always yeah, felt. Yeah, I remember. I remember the stage where you were playing onrush, and you really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I had a real soft spot for Unrush because it just nailed the feeling of that like destruction derby cross with race style gameplay. Yeah. And I'd love to see some of that in this. The only thing that I was wondering about this, and I, I thought that maybe they're trying too much with the, the art style and the, the races and the tracks and getting out of the vehicle and other people can get out the vehicle and you could fight each other there and then you could upgrade the vehicles and you could have like, cutting cars in half and it, it just like it, it almost made me think like you know what was really good was wipeout wipeout was fucking simple you're just racing really fast and you have a mm-hmm. couple of weapons right and and it, i almost thought to myself and then you look at rocket league you look at uh you look at those kinds of things and it's like the the concept is simple and that's why they were so effective and is this yeah. maybe trying yeah. too much and maybe jonesy is what you're saying it's like oh they're trying to go that esports route but Maybe because they've got too much going on that it's going to fail. It's going to have its core niche for sure, but it just seemed like too much to me. Not as pick up and play as bull as you'd hope. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I entirely could be wrong on that. You know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's a weird. It's almost like the best. It seems like the best esport games tend to be the ones that never start life like that. They're relatively straightforward games that have quite intricate. Um, back ends where people can exploit certain aspects and they can they can make the game in their own image right yeah. so they can they can develop them in their own right to yeah. play in a certain way have certain tactics when a company go here's all these shitloads of stuff you can do in the game it's too much so That's no ba- one can basically like point. Dota yeah <laughs> no what was no, what? It even Dota's the Dota, I think Dota's bang on with the same thing it's like a relatively simple concept but you can get super intricate with it what was, and you what can was, go super deep what was Cliffy B's hero shooter Oh, Lawbreakers. Lawbreakers, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was one that was like, thought backed itself to be an eSport before the community made it an eSport. And that's an example of how that can go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. All right, moving on. Uh, th- this is a really interesting one. Uh, it's a game called Kenner, Bridge of Spirits. Uh, a gorgeous looking trailer by all, all accounts. Uh, some really cool looking gameplay. Now, what's interesting about it is it's coming from a, a game studio called Ember Studios. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, Jamie, you pointed this out to me because I was like, it was stuck in my head. I was like, Ember, 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 who are these guys? That It, mm. it r- rang a bell, but I didn't realize why. And the reason is, is because they weren't a game development studio initially. They had created a, a short 
for Majora's Mask, like a a live action 3D. I'm probably not explaining it properly, but they did a Majora's Mask short on YouTube, and it was absolutely amazing. And they had another project on the go as well, I think. But yeah, now they're making games, and this looks really cool. Yeah, it does. The, the short, by the way, for anyone interested, is called Majora's Mask Terrible Fate, and it is that's still it, up yeah. on their YouTube channel uh, under the channel name Ember Lab. Um, Ember Labs, that's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. it's just yeah. two, it's just two brothers, right? Because they kind of introed this at the beginning. They were like, "Oh, we're the brothers who made Ember from Ember Lab," yeah. which is yeah. If that's uh, just two of them who came up with that. I might be wrong, and it could be a coincidence, but I think their website is down at the moment. <laughs> um, which could be there's a so many people of, have tried yeah, to go on it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I, I keep back to 500 error when I try to go and have a yeah, look yeah, but yeah definitely um, uh, but yeah so yeah. what was interesting about the actual game Kenna Bridge of Spirits okay terrible fucking name for a game just put that yeah. one out there uh, <laughs> but it, it very much looked like this game was heavily inspired by Zelda I mean you got yeah. a bow and arrow you got like a pike instead of a sword but for all intents and purposes this, this was a could have been a Zelda game. And I made the joke that, oh, imagine if these guys, because they did the Majora's Mask, they came up with this concept of a, of a Zelda game. They went to Nintendo and Nintendo like, nah, you know, we, we'll take care of the Zelda games. Fuck you guys. And then they yeah. just turned around to Sony and said, we'll do a Zelda game for you and we'll just call it Kenna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like copy my homework, but make it different. Or yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. I, it looks really cool. Like, I think yeah. this could be a, a, a fucking yeah. super It'll- hit if... Because this is the thing, right? Like, you always think to yourself, oh, you know, AAA Studios. But even AAA Studios, like, they fucking come from somewhere, right? Yeah. 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 The only thing I worried about with... Because the game looks incredible. But it often, I think, with this sort of game, there's they're like one-trick ponies. Like, they look incredible, and then there's a couple of mechanics yeah. which work very well. But they, are, they get really good at doing those couple of mechanics, and then the rest of the game kind of falls in the wayside to some degree. Yeah. But, and you play it for the because you love the look and you and you like how what it is. But I think you're right. Give them a few games down the line, and I think they'll be they'll be nailing it. I mean, it looks it does look incredible. Like this, the art style and yeah. stuff, and the the animation was was yeah. bang on. Um, yeah. What would you say it looked like? Almost like a puzzler platformer thing with those little black furry things. It almost yeah, yeah it almost around. had like um, a Pikmin Lemming style thing where you were mm. groups of those bouncing black balls were like following you around. Yeah. But it almost seemed like I got you, the impression you're... you have to lead them home or something and you've got to get them somewhere I, I got the impression you've got to liberate them because there was that one scene where you're in right. this like this area of the forest or whatever where it's all dark and like fucking decrepit whatever and you beat the the one guardian and you sh- do this shout and the shout brings back all the foliage and shit and then there's little animals come out yeah. Fusrodar Fusrodar did yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fusrodar did um, <laughs> yeah I, I th- it just looks really cool it looks like a mixture almost between like Pixar and a, and a Studio Leica. Yeah. You know, that kind of style. Obviously, it's their own style. It's Ember Studios. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucking I don't, cool. I don't know why, but there's something about like games that look like that where the characters have heads that are slightly too big for their bodies <laughs> that reminds me of Star Fox Adventure. <laughs> so that's hey, and didn't didn't he have a, like a, a stick with a glowy thing? He had, yeah, he had he had he had a staff as well. well yeah. Uh, so oh, guys, but we're in for a treat, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Don't get the ire oh, of the. Dear. <laughs> I so, know what you're going to say and we're going to get uh, to be fair we haven't got enough viewers to get shit I don't, we know I, I don't, I don't care I'm going to say it because it's true alright the next game was a game called uh, Goodbye Volcano High and it was like this hand drawn cartoony kind of thing 
it seemed very narrative driven uh and 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 it 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 features uh dinosaur furries it's the only way i can put it dinosaur furries and it was it's like a lesbian tale uh are we are we assuming are we assuming that. that it's a lesbian story or is it just that the I, I i got heavy lesbian vibes coming from that because I'm, the, I'm I think you're the, assuming the voice, that voiceover was, was female no but then it was and also, there was a rock band and she was wearing jeans and chris is like lesbian obviously I, that, look, wait guys, did, did she have short hair no i'm joking uh, you should short scales uh, you, i tell you what freaked me out was one of them looked like the thing out of um beetlejuice where he stretches where alec baldwin oh, stretches yeah. his face out <laughs> Like spy versus spy, it was kind of freaky. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be edgy. I did think it was a lesbian story, which is fine. I mean, there's obviously nothing wrong with that. There's, there's been some great lesbian stories. Uh, is that because it reminded you? <laughs> I, of, I, I watched one last night. Yeah, yeah. is this because it reminded yeah. you of a strain? What's it called? Life is strange. Kind of because it had kind of high school vibes. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. It so it's basically, kind of yeah, so it's basically dinosaurs in the high school, and uh, you kind of get the the vibe that. It's an extinction event. Like the dinosaurs went extinct with like a, a meteorite hitting hitting the earth and blah blah blah. Uh, interestingly enough, it <laughs> it has more dislikes than likes on its trailer, which which is sad. It it shouldn't be that way because people are uh, judging it on on like a first appearance. Like maybe it's a good game. Like yeah. I, I also can... know nothing about the gameplay or right, the exactly. game or any yeah. of that I, stuff. I, How could you judge it on just some? Yeah like a oh, cinematic dude. trailer and i could totally imagine that like life is strange could have been in a similar boat you know what i mean like show off yeah. a, a trailer of life is strange and like oh my god what is this no dislike <laughs> I, I i like i know i'm making fun of it because it just seems like lesbian dino furries which is maybe like this generation's emos i don't know but <laughs> yeah but you know it like that's not to say that it couldn't be a good game right and like yeah, for sure you mentioned life is strange like I know it's it, it, some t- like you were saying earlier, Chris. It's cool to be edgy, but I very much liked uh, Life is Strange. It's a great I, game. Yeah. I, it, I found it quite touching. Same with like other things of that nature, like Gone Home. Yeah, I have been the person before that plays those games and is is touched by them, and so I always leave that door open for yeah. that to happen again. You know. That's uh, the secret. The people who dislike these sorts of trailers, they end up playing the game, really liking it, and like getting the feels about it. But they can never admit it to any of their friends. Oh, so the next yeah. time they see a game like that, they go, "Just like I don't like this." I well, don't for like for it. me, it was just like the dino furry aspect of it. I was like, "Okay, or all right, okay, cool." It's it was something that's for sure. <laughs> it was something. All right, cool. Then then uh, onto something else, which was uh, Oddworld Soulstorm. Which hey, more more Abe and his Oddworld uh, companions. It looked pretty cool. It looked pretty brutal at times. Seems like mm. there was some kind of a karma system as well. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. There was sort of stuff popping up, so yeah, yeah. on the screen, wasn't it? Uh, my, during, the, during this, my wife went, we're getting this. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, she, she's a, she used to play uh, Abe's Odyssey back in the day, and um, it sort of popped up, and it's, you know how, how good it looks now and how good it's going to look on yeah. the PlayStation 5. And Dude, she was I, like, yeah, I I'm, think, in, I'm in for this. I think stuff with like uh, the Oddworld stuff, is if you're into it, you're really fucking into it. Um, and I remember playing the original, and I just remember th- thinking how dark that game actually fucking was. It was crazy. The themes and stuff behind oh, it are incredible. Yeah, like dark. fucking yeah, slavery sure. and, and, and like cannibalism and shit. It was, it was also an incredibly um, a good looking game in the time. The yeah. graphics and stuff were incredible, and some of the stuff they did with the game were, were I'd never seen before and were very, very good. So, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I don't really have much to say about it, but I am interested in, in the next one, which is... I am not playing <laughs> this frigging game. Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, yeah. Come on, boys. Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, I thought it looked fucking cool. So we got... It we got, we got scary as all hell. I didn't really think so, dude. I got... I was like, nope. It was every trope from like a Japanese horror. They just kept, they had like weird little girls with no faces, strange <laughs> people moving like, ah. I'm like, no, I'm out. They had like so, uh, the slender man popping up with an umbrella. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. So the, no. this was showed off, when was it? Was it E3 last year? Yeah. Bethesda's press conference last Bethesda's year. Bethesda's press conference. Yeah. By so- um, the girl who became an internet sensation afterwards. <laughs> yeah. With I her- forget her name. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, one of one of those. Um, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it, it 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 that previous trailer last year's E three got me really kind of intrigued. I'm not usually into this kind of game, but it got me intrigued because it's like an interesting setting and an interesting kind of concept behind it, where it's like it it's Tokyo, but there's there's a a world like a a world on top of a world that's all like uh, paranormal. And yeah. you can kind of see the paranormal lines crossing. Um, what is interesting about this one, besides it looking really fucking cool, is that it, it's a first-person perspective, which I was not yeah. expecting whatsoever. Because these dudes did, um, was it uh, Evil with Evil Within? Yeah, so as, as Tango, which is the studio, uh, yeah. Tango Gameworks, Tango something like that, yeah. uh, they made both Evil Within games. But then obviously the kind of the head of Tango is Shinji Mikami, who... It's famous for the Resident Evil games, especially the first one and Resident Evil 4, uh, Vanquish, and yeah. there was something else, God Hand, like that kind of stuff. All oh, right, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it looks fucking cool. Do you, know what, do you know what it was like? I think it was just, for me, it was just a strange trailer because I had this idea. I think what we were left with last year allowed us to build an idea of that game in our head, and this trailer was so far removed from what I thought this game was going <laughs> to yeah. look like. But that I tried was trying to adjust, but the trailer was also moving at a million miles an hour. Yeah. So it was like two seconds of gameplay where he's doing some fucking chi shit, and then <laughs> and then it cuts away to a cinematic of some creepy Ringu girl crawling around doing backflips, and then another. And I was like, I'm trying to drink it all in, but I I came away with like, that's a game with a lot going on. Yeah, but I I thought the same but I thought in a good way like whereas I thought the the destruction fucking superstar all-star dudes came away from that thinking if they're trying to do too much that might be a bad thing whereas in this one I'm like actually this is pretty cool I think I think it kind of fits with what they're trying to be in this fucking weird fucking ghost wire Tokyo thing yeah I I, I quite like that they did the little fucking hand symbols from fucking Naruto and shit uh, yeah, there was a lot of the and like flames and different effects and yeah, there's some cool. cool imagery as well. It was cool. I, I'm like I said, I'm not usually into yeah. those kinds of games, but this one has certainly piqued my interest. So, Jonesy, you honestly looked like it would freak you out, really. Yeah, you know, what that, you know what that means, right? That we're we playing have, it we on have, stream. Yeah, we have to stream it. It 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 looked like the sort of in the same way maybe that something like um uh. Oh, gee, I don't even. I'm trying to think of another game that would even be the similar, similar sort of thing. But I can't think of one. But that whereby 
sure by the end of the game you are super powered and you can do all this crazy yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. and you can dispatch enemies with ease I know that the first 10 hours of that game are going to be oh here's another enemy type that you haven't met before that only makes these weird horrible ah sounds and just comes at you from all different directions and I'm like I don't want to play 10 hours of that freaking me out um, and by the end you're, yeah, you're going to be absolutely fine you'll be able to take them all out but yeah I don't want to get there I'm, I'm out <laughs> early on Fair but enough. it looked great like it looked it looked cool I like the fact they've done they've basically made the entirety of Tokyo I think the guy said just before that well, it's pretty you know, cool, it has yeah. been until we get to the PlayStation 5 that we've had a system powerful enough to um, actually make the city or render it in the way that we wanted yeah. to in order to Do you know what it the was? Game. it wasn't until SSDs that they could actually match the true speed of bullet trains which they just went too fast before <laughs> But it looks great. Like, hey, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, and maybe um, uh, when it comes out, it will be totally different. But it just looks like something I, I would try and sit and play and just go, nope. You're oh. signing your own death warrant here, Jonesy. Yeah, exactly. You're, the like, more you, just... you describe this, the more we are going to force you to play it. Hell yeah! There's another game. Say... There's another game later on that's going to be in the same similar kind of. No, that's no, not. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't because I don't get scared at films, but games because I think I'm in control. Oh, they dude, yeah, it's so much more out. immersive. So much yeah, more immersive. Because oh, when you're watching a film, you're just the passenger. Yeah. When you yeah. have when you have to open the door and you don't know what's behind it, but you have to open it, that's a very difficult thing. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So I guess moving... the, the the sorry the other note yeah. on Ghostwire Tokyo is that this and another Bethesda published game that we're going to talk about later oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. are both it seems at the moment going to be console exclusive on PlayStation Five at launch. Right. Um, yeah. To to Which quote is a big gap. exactly to quote uh, the PlayStation blog um, that around Ghostwire Tokyo at least coming to consoles exclusively for PlayStation Five in 2021, which sounds like. Console exclusivity for at least a year. Yeah, which is interesting. Which is uh, also a curiously like big deal for Bethesda's relationship with Sony. I'm not sure. I've never ever seen this kind of thing between those two companies. I don't know. Oh, dude! It's, it's all weird. you have to do is look at the fucking performance of Skyrim on their consoles and think to yourself, right? This, yeah, this is a this is a partnership that probably sh- doesn't shouldn't work. But there you go. Yeah, they've changed their tune somewhat. Yeah. All right, so moving on, uh, just very quickly, Jet the Far Shore, which looks like Genghis Khan Space Explorers, uh, made by Super Brothers. So, you know, yeah, from uh, Sword and Sorcery fame. Which um, I, remember, I remember playing on an iPad back in like 2011, 2012, <laughs> and thinking like, this is cool, I don't know why, but this is yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this this game looked cool. I really like the aesthetic of it. And I thought yeah, it looked, it looked okay, but I mean, it's a, it looked like a fucking mobile game. You're telling me we've, yeah. we've got like potentially, you know, one of the one of the most powerful consoles ever in existence, and we're playing a fucking mobile game on it. Get off! Mm. But then, but then I suppose because maybe it's more to the whole space exploration side of it. I mean, it's quite hard to tell at that point. But yeah, it did look a bit. It did look maybe. It's it's also a case of like, what are you doing on it? You just flying a, a ship? Maybe I don't know. Go there, maybe. colonize there. Work yeah, but for I no mean, man's sky. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> eventually, but, <laughs> eventually. But Super Brothers has a. You know, a decent pedigree, so yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's gonna have it's gonna have good music. Hopefully, they bring back. Is his name Jim Guthrie, the the guy who did? No, he was for he was on Cappy, but I think he also worked. I think he did the music for Sword and Sorcery, and then went to Cappy and did like Ah, below and stuff. Okay, right. Uh, Okay, the quality soundtrack. Yeah, very good. The uh, guys, the the next one baffles me. Right, it's it's we've got another look at Godfall, which actually was. By all accounts, the first 
touted as the first next gen thing that we saw, which was like this fucking Godfall tra- trailer, yeah. whatever it was, but way back when. And now, the more I see on it, the more I'm kind of like, I don't know what the fuck this game is. It's because it looks. You were talking about um, Jet looking like a mobile game. This is like a sodi mobile game. This it says at the bottom of the screen is they played it like on made on the dev kit of the PlayStation Five, and I'm like, I don't know what dev kit you got sent. Shit, <laughs> it, it didn't look bad. It, no, bad. it looked exactly. awful. No, Do you know what it looked like? I get forced Raid Shadow Legends adverts that like <laughs> constantly, and this looked like Raid Shadow. I mean, Legends. Yeah, maybe. I was like, yeah, you know what? You know no, what? It, it gave me vibes. It gives me vibes of is too human. Yeah, okay. That's a worrying sign at this stage yeah. when I could see that. No, yeah. but I just don't I just don't get this game. Is it meant to be like a souls like game? But it's like I think <sighs> it's someone doing like the you know how like the, there's the souls like stuff and then there was the souls like light stuff, like God of War, which was like yeah. we're gonna conceptually emulate that style of combat but make it more accessible. Yeah. I think this is doing that and was like, what if we made a loot game around that around melee combat like that? Yeah, you know? it just looks kind of weird to me. I just don't understand it. I maybe it's just me being old and grumpy. I just don't know. They they need. Do you know what that game needs? It's like ironic. Like I I don't have an issue with the trailer per se, but we didn't benefit from another flashy like oh, sliced yeah. up gameplay trailer. Tell me we actually ben- what the game is. Yeah, we'd benefit from doing what. Um, I, I'm, admittedly, no one fucking watched it, but we'd benefit from doing what Outriders did last week, which is like. No, we're gonna just talk over the twenty right. minutes of gameplay and say this is what you're doing. Yeah, this is what this game yeah. is. That you know, and you say that as what's funny is I watched that from Outriders and I was like, this game looks wicked. I I feel like I know a lot more about it and I would love to play that game. I I see a little bit more of this God of God for and I'm like, same like look shit again. Yeah, like, right. Like explain maybe some I'm stuff. being mean, but give a give us a hint of. The story, the the progression, the RPG mechanics, the loot system. Like, don't use the buzzword. Show us what they mean in the game. Yeah. What you do is, Jamie, you spend real money to unlock gems and then use the gems to buy new heroes and then you yeah. use the new heroes <laughs> to get new stuff. Hey, dude, it's Gearbox published, so you know, yeah. Randy Pitchford might be sticking his finger up its ass somewhere along the line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Seeing know, what man. falls out. Hopefully you, money. You know- <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, look, let's move on because we've got, we've got quite a lot to go through. Uh, Solar Ash, new game from, was it Heart Machine Games? Uh, who did Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, it yep. looks really cool, really kind of stylish. A little bit of gameplay, but doesn't really tell us much other than, if you hey, remember Hyperlight Drifter and how much you liked it? Solar Ash, that's what you're going to be playing next. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a pedigree indie game, right? Look at what they did before and assume the next one's going to be cool. Yeah, and to be fair... Sure, it does look pretty cool. Seems seems cool. I mean, I, yeah. I, I I feel like I'm gonna be. I've been saying that a lot, and I'm gonna continue to be saying like, yeah, okay, it looks cool. Like I said, because they're not <laughs> they they're showing us these trailers, but they're not actually showing us anything. It's more like the this is like a fucking announcement trailer fiesta, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's just kind of what it was. Yeah, it's what it is. What it was. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, moving on from that though, Hitman Three, fellas. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Now we love ourselves so. some Hitman. Uh and this just seems to be more of the thing. So uh if if I heard correctly, this is the uh final entry in a perceived trilogy uh mm. of of Hitman, obviously the reboot and Hitman two and now Hitman three. Uh it was pretty cool. Uh showed off uh Agent forty seven kind of being hunted down 
in this yeah. really cool kind of like forest kind of scene. Yeah, there is uh, a um a, a story that links them all together. The guy who's yeah. doing the voiceover, I recognized his voice. The issue is that playing Hitman One Two happened over such a strung out like period of time that it's kind of hard to know. I I'm not a hundred percent aware what's going on. I know I remember yeah. a few of the twists, and there have been some, um, but it's a it's a strange one. It's a strange one. But th- this is still very exciting. Like ultimately, I think this is just going to be um, more Hitman. And if they stick to what they did with Hitman Two, which is that the old levels come in, yeah. it would mean they touted this for January. So the idea that within you know a couple of months of the console coming out, we could have Hitman Three, which is also serves as a hub for all the stages that came to 1 and 2. You end up having a pretty well-featured Hitman game with a bunch of different locations nice and early on in the console cycle. So there's nothing wrong with that. But I know why... It's just a shame that this isn't as big a deal as I hoped it would be, because I wonder what's next for IO. If they're acknowledging this is the end of their trilogy... What were you you hoping? I, I guess it was just that the working with Warner Brothers and the... and putting Hitman 2 together as one big package that just would have made it stand out as much as it did back in the day. And I just don't think they've ever been able to quite regain or recapture the kind of the glory days of Hitman prior, like around blood money, certainly. Um, right, yeah. I think people like it and people think it's cool. I just don't know how many people... I think a lot of people got their fill and tagged out, and I feel like the latter days of Hitman 2 didn't have the draw. And I already, like, this felt like... A big game, technically speaking, that's not generating much discussion this evening within yeah, the context right. of this event, and overshadowed yeah, by a lot of other yeah. things. Yeah, but then I, I, my hope for this is that Hitman goes out on a high, and that IO and Warner Brothers keep working together, and they can go back to an old franchise. Like I'd love to see a new Freedom Fighters or something like that. <laughs> I, fuck cool. it, I'd, I'd play. I'd play a third Kane and Lynch at this rate. You know. <laughs> So yeah, but uh, so, some of the locations, like the stuff in Dubai and the climbing up the outside of oh, the towers, yeah. and the clouds and stuff, looked incredible. So, I mean, and Hitman for me is often it's, um, I mean, it's it's a it's a wicked game and it plays really well and it's very inventive. But some of the just the visuals and the locations and stuff are what some of the more more stunning things. Like I always remember, was it Hitman Two where you go to the F one track? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that's so people. cool. That's so cool. That's just. Oh, yeah. and yeah. it's so much fun like I'm much more of a hitman player where I dip in and out and I play it more like episodically and I I don't really follow the story but that's just a cool they're just cool games like you can you know you can have a lot of fun playing them yeah and this makes me like I want to play those levels I want to climb up the outside of the Burj Khalifa like <laughs> smash through a window in the clouds and yeah. execute yeah. people in ridiculous ways it, it, it got, looks, it got me thinking wicked. of um uh fuck, what was it called the Mission Impossible uh Ghost Protocol oh, yes yeah, Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm, for I'm sure, down yeah. for that because that's what Hitman's always done well. Is like you said, is their is their locations, and yeah, I'm I'm yeah. I'm down. I'm down. Uh, moving on from that, we went to something kind of interesting, right? Which was Astro's Playroom. So Astro was this uh, VR title, um, and Playroom I think was bundled in with the VR headset as well to kind of show off, like, hey, this is what you can do in VR. And it seems that they've taken the two kind of ideas and mixed them together, but they didn't. Yeah. I wasn't really sure on this. I must admit, like yeah. uh, from what they showed, I. Well, sorry, Joe, go on, Jamie. I was going to say there's one piece of information that I have learned since we've gone live yes. that might help fill in the blanks where you guys are struggling. Okay, yeah. I am learning that 
Astro's Playroom is going to be preloaded on every PlayStation 5. It's going to okay. come with the console. Ah, and it that's is why they had sh- that little um, uh, teaser as to what oh, it would be like when you thing. the home button when you when you yeah. start up the, the uh, PlayStation 5. Okay, it, it is designed as a showcase title for the DualSense controller, and it will so be it's, preloaded. So it's, so it's not VR. It doesn't seem like it. Because that's, that's what they, what they did before was yeah, Astro's Playroom was preloaded. With the VR headset, right? Because you got that to to showcase what the VR headset. Can there was do. there was something that was preloaded, right. but there was also an outright platform yeah. game like Astro. No, I, yeah, so so oh, I think I, I think okay. the the preloaded thing with PlayStation VR was just Playroom. Yeah, and they used oh, the little right, robots, right. and you like played with them. Yeah, you could do it with the camera as well. Like you yes. could like wave to them and rub them and stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah, you could you could rub. Oh, them. That cool thing can we could... really not use the word rub anymore? Are we? Oh, have we sunk that low? What was the dude? So, uh, if, if, you're, if, if I'm in the conversation, you're always going to rub nothing, me off the wrong nothing, way. Right? Nothing, nothing safe with you. <laughs> my my memory is horrendous. But what was the thing that they had? Was it told with the VR where you could hold the controller and as you tip the controller, you saw the little robots fall and they were like, yeah, that was that's playroom. That's playroom. Yeah, that was, but that was that like a, was that a VR specific thing? No, was no, because there was um, the playroom was a concept before PlayStation VR. Like at the launch of the PlayStation Four. There yeah. was the playroom stuff, and right. you did all the PlayStation camera stuff with it. Yeah, if you oh, if you, okay, if you log right. in, if you fire up your PlayStation now, you'll have playroom there. Yeah. Then then oh, okay. then they made like PlayStation too. VR came out, and there was like PlayStation VR worlds, and one of the worlds was like an Astro World thing. When we actually briefly played it, when we were going to do the Resident yeah, Evil Seven that. video, the, the the platformer. Yeah, and then they made yeah. a full on game out of that, which yeah. was very right. well received. Yeah. 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 All right, but anyway, move, moving on from that, uh, Little Devil Inside, which uh, I, I was I was very surprised by this, actually. Dude, like, yeah, this was charming in a lot of the right ways. I, uh, this game really grew on me as the trailer went on. Oh, yeah, same. Uh, it, me too, yeah. It, it's weird. It, it seems like it's got like a hunter-esque, uh, sorry, a monster hunter-esque kind of vibe to it where you're taking down the, these big animals, but also also showed off like just hitting off, off some small dudes as well. I don't know that the art style. And there was also some stuff like in a t- like in cities and in towns because there was the yeah. thing where they had the flower shop and it said Schmidt. <laughs> and the, 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 it was like there was this um, old guy and it was like the duality between this young guy on a monster hunter adventure and an old guy who, like Trent said, is like walking around a town and yeah. going to shops and and whatnot. And he's in a hotel and in the in the bath at some point as well, isn't he? Yeah. It's like a. It's very char- like very charming. It looked yeah, it, it, incredible. It, it could yeah. have been. It could have been one. It could be one of those like surprise indie hits that kind of spawns into something bigger if you, if you know what i mean yeah i hope so though even the Is combat it... looked really cool yeah it looked yeah. nice uh, and of course uh, jamie your your it, it had the the greatest cut <laughs> of, of any gaming trailer in history right i mean it's it's really hard to put into words what this means to me that uh, like a game of <laughs> the game developers are going out of their way to appeal to mine and yours and many other sensibilities with a unique brand of humour that is uh, put aside, that is exclusive to yes. only the most, uh, like, you know, esteemed minds and esteemed people. Hey, look, you, you don't mind a bit of scat, do you? No. How's it going, How's it going buddy? You don't mind a bit of scat? <laughs> uh, basically, to, what we're talking about is this trailer had an amazing poo joke, basically. Oh. Uh, Delicious. Where, uh, a character drops a bomb from a rope and the bomb falls and then it hard cuts when just about the bomb, when the bomb's about to impact, hard cuts to an old man <laughs> sitting on a toilet 
dropping some bombs of his own. And I yeah. fucking love it. Little, with a little plop. <laughs> yeah, just the perfect sound effect. Maybe this is just me, but a couple other bits, <laughs> not the not the hunty stuff so much, but yeah. I kind of got like a Wes Anderson feel. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. some yeah. weird ways. There was a lot of like well, symmetry and things where like the frame was almost one by one and yeah. like, stuff like that, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's interesting because like, Chris said it grew on you. Like for me too. At the beginning, I was like, maybe not, and then by the end, I was like, that looks so good. Yeah. I can't wait to play. Yeah, that. It, it's a, it, it's funny what like a, a charming art style and direction can do for a game. Like if you take that art style away from it, maybe you'd be like, nah, not interested. Or you take some of the the ideas and the charm and just be like, nah, because the gameplay is the gameplay, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so after that. Fellas, just moving swiftly along, we had a, a look at NBA 2K21, which uh, actually occurred to me is the only sports title that they showed off. Yeah. Which is yeah. Uh, fair enough. But did they really show it off? Because the dude, don't know what his name was, but he was a basketball player, and he's like, You've, you, you're not ready for this. This is fucking amazing. And then it was just him on a basketball court with a not very well-rendered face with sweat running down it, and then... <laughs> Uh, doing a doing a slam dunk like okay yeah i did think on that extreme close-up that i was like i didn't think it looked i, good, I get what we're going for but faces aren't meant to be seen this up close yet unless they're specifically designed for it and that would yeah. like something about his paws didn't look right the yeah and, and, okay, but. i don't know it yeah it just didn't i don't know it, it kind of it's like you said if you're going to show off like a close-up of a face make it fucking you know fuckable yeah. After the after the sort of like the the frosty reception that NBA got last time, T- I feel T- like T- to 20, come yeah. out with yeah to come out with like you're not ready for this is almost like is that the no? But hold, hold on, dude. If if someone if someone's coming out with a sweeping statement like oh watch this, you're not ready for this, and then you just show one dude practicing on a on a, a dimly yeah. lit basketball court like, like that that you're not selling the promise at all. But you, you could. But you could do that, like, do you know what I mean? If you had a, if you had a game um, that was really well received, did fantastically well, and everyone was super hyped about, and you went, "You're not ready for this," and you showed a tiny clip of like badly lit, blah blah, blah then it, everyone would just be hyped to see more. But for this, it's yeah. like, oh, you, well, yeah. okay. When it comes to NBA 2K as a franchise, the only thing I'm not ready for is them <laughs> making a game that's not full of microtransactions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you know what? Then yeah. I might fucking buy because I like sports career modes. Do you know what I don't like doing? When the currency that improves your player is paid for. Yeah, get that. Right. Out it it, it would have been good if it's like you're not ready for this, and they had the dude on the court, blah blah blah, and he slam dunks, and as he slam dunks, goes to hard cut, which just says no microtransactions. You'd be like, yeah, cool. <laughs> that would have been great. That, that's yeah. that's selling. That the, that's great. selling. What I mean, you, what they you tried to do that a few years ago. Do you remember the controversy where? They undid the decision to make haircuts and clothes cost yes. the same currency, and that was like a selling point. Like haircuts, haircuts don't cost money anymore. Look, guys, you can you can get your haircut in a fucking career mode. <laughs> Shut up, you bum, you fucking idiots. <laughs> right. So from one thing that didn't make any sense to me, at least, to another thing that didn't make sense to any of us, really. Which is- Jamie message. You know what? I, you get. I had a brief heart attack because I'm pretty sure it was Jamie message at this point and said, um, "Way to finish the show." And I suddenly had a horrible feeling that I had somehow was on a delay, and that was li- and this was the last. That was what game I was hoping for. That was what I was hoping. And I for. went, "Huh?" And I looked at the time. I was like, "It's ten minutes left." What's he talking about? Yeah. So <laughs> we are, of course, talking about uh, the developers behind Octodad's new game called Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Which started off really weirdly with yeah. the fucking. Uh, 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 
a little strawberry. A strawberry bug. It's a, a strawberry on its upended, but it's a bug. And it just goes strawberry, strawberry, strawberry as it walks along. And then there's a, a Australian, was it's it a, a manatee or walrus or something? Something like that. And just eats it. And then his arm turns into a strawberry. It's a strawberry hand. And then, oh, dude, it was just so fucking weird. And, and just, on, on the, I've got it. I've got it. I've got yeah. it right. Okay, have you seen um, uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2? Because if you've seen that film, it's just food with legs and eyes, and that's what this game is. And apparently, as you eat the things, you you turn into them. Yeah. And you can eat all different things, and you get all different, like, skins. You get, like, pineapple and pizza and strawberries, (laughs) and and you can change how you look by what you eat. Do do you know what it kind of reminded me of? And In a very weird way. It reminded me of that game that we played on stream, which was Wattam. Yeah, right. and, and I guess the reason was because I was watching. I was like, "What the fuck is this? What is this?" Uh, it was yeah. funny on on the on the chat, Jonesy. You and I at the same time were like, oh, "Am I on drugs? Did I take mushrooms? <laughs> yeah. What is going on here?" Yeah, like, it, it was they, a it was a trip to say the least. It, it also absolutely... it also has a high dislike ratio on on PlayStation's yeah. uh, YouTube Honestly, channel. I think the reason it has a high dislike ratio is, and it's somewhat unfair and harsh, it's a victim of circumstance, right? It's not that there's anything inherently wrong with this game or the trailer or that this game shouldn't exist. It was just, from, in my opinion, it was the wrong placement, right? It's one yeah. of those games that, in this con- in this context, sandwiched between 2K21 and the game we're going to talk about next, like, no one benefited from what happened to Bug Snacks today. Bug Snacks doesn't, <laughs> does Bug Snacks no. doesn't come off any better? And PlayStation Five doesn't look any better. It's not a game that shows off the power of the console, and it's so the so Sony yeah. are like, uh, you know, don't get anything from it. But yeah. also, Bug Snacks is like, hang on, we're making we're the Octodad devs making a weird, quirky little game, and we've got two million hardcore gamers tuning in to see the future of gaming, and they're, they're watching our trailer. Like, who benefit? It just seemed yeah. like the wrong call. But you also, that, also, I don't know, else. I don't know what kind of game Bug Snacks is. Fuck knows. It's. I think Wattam's not a bad shout. Like, yeah, like a weird, puzzly, adventury, colourful trip fest. Yeah, I don't know. Nah. But anyway, moving swiftly along because you know, fuck bug snacks. Uh, <laughs> uh, an an interesting remake, and that was Demon Soul. Demons Souls. I must remember that because I always thought it was Demon Souls and Same, Jamie. You totally. thought so as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm glad you guys said in the the uh, WhatsApp you were like, "Oh, remake of Demon Souls." I was like, "I've never heard of it." So I'm glad you said that. I was <laughs> well, like, "Well, it was never heard Demon Souls." It, it was yeah, it was Dark Souls before Dark Souls, right? It was oh, yeah, right, okay. Demon. It went Demon Souls, then Dark Souls, then because Dark Souls was the one that everyone played, they were yeah. like, "Oh, Dark Souls 2. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now there's a Demon Souls, and it, it looked very fucking atmospheric. Uh, Some big dragons. Some, big scary yeah, dragon things. Yeah, big yeah. weird fucking things. It's probably going to be brutal as hell. It's it's a a remake from uh, the devs Blue Point. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I just wish like I what Blue Point did with Shadow of the Colossus was so impressive. Yeah, and what it looks like they're going to do here is also equally as impressive. Oh yeah. Selfishly, selfishly, I just wish it was a, a game that meant more to me because the rumors at the time were like there was a heavy siphon filter rumor. There was at one point a yeah. Metal Gear Solid rumor. Like almost anything would be more important to me, more meaningful to me than Demon Souls. I know that's a very selfish way of looking at it. This is a really cool thing yeah. for a lot of people. Demon Souls is probably the least played Souls game, yeah. the least played from software game of this of the Souls like era. Um, so it's cool for a lot of people, but 
just not for me. And that, you know, yeah. nah, that's yeah. what it is. And, and I think that's kind of emblematic for a lot of what this show was, was in, in doing a show that is a lot of, a lot, you know, a bit of everything for everyone. Mm. It also means that there's a lot that doesn't appeal to you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, so, stuff so you that's why I've appreciate. come out of it. Kind of, that's why I've come out of it. Kind of thinking, oh, I don't, you know, a bit of a mixed bag for me because it was a mixed bag. Yeah, but then I suppose better it be a mixed bag for more people than be exactly what ten ten people want. Oh, because yeah, then it sure. only appeals to a few people. But yeah, yeah, which yeah. probably explains some of the high dislike ratios that some of the games have got and that some people are seeing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, moving on from Demon Souls. I mean, Demon Souls is great if you are into Dark Souls and the Souls-like genre, and you can actually, you know, go back and see where it came from. I'm in two minds on it because, okay, if if I so I I was never really into Dark Souls, but I, I really liked Sekiro, and uh, you know, you, you kind of think to yourself, well, I like this kind of game. Maybe I should go and try the other games and see how they differ and if they appeal to me. If I'm going to go back and play a game, I'm not going to go back to the very beginning of the Souls-like, right? Because surely that's going yeah. to be the worst one. Then you get into the interesting question of to what extent are Bluepoint able to improve the formula and make it like a, a better fit for people who have the, had the benefit of Dark Souls right. 3, Sekiro, Bloodborne yeah. without breaking what Demon's Souls is about? Because yeah. you're going to get in equal measure people who want Demon Souls for the next generation of consoles and people who want a new Souls game. Yeah. And in, in reality, it's going to be neither. Yeah. But which yeah. do they lean more towards? It's kind of a strange one. I think this is this may be a case of, like, be careful what you wish for. Right, yeah. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. But anyway, okay. So moving on, Deathloop, a game that we have seen before, which was, again, last year at uh, Bethesda's E3 conference, but now we've got to see some gameplay. Because the trailer that they showed off last year was uh, very interesting, very stylish, very intriguing, but we just didn't know much about it, and now we we know a lot more. Uh, I forgot all about this game until, until this, and until uh, you guys were talking <laughs> about it, I completely forgot it even existed. Oh, so wait, good to yeah, see dude! As soon as Arcane came up, I was like, "Yeah, cool, Deathloop." Yeah, they brought the same two dudes out as well who were on stage last year. Yeah, uh, so you know, uh, Deathloop developed by Arcane Leon. Uh, so these are the guys, you know, behind uh, Dishonored. Prey, not probably not. I don't think Leon was Prey, but anyway, uh, Arcane has a very good pedigree and some very interesting and very specifically stylish kinds of games, uh, and and none so is evident in Deathloop because it is one super stylish looking game. Uh, yes, very coherent in its art style and very different to a lot of games that are out there now. But what's interesting about this is it showed off some gameplay, and the gameplay was very dishonored. It, it basically looked like a skinned Dishonored up to a point, but then it started getting a bit more involved with the gunplay, etc. Uh, the basic premise is you're stuck on an island, you're an assassin, and there are a bunch of assassins that you need to kill in order to escape the island, but there's another assassin that has the same deal, and she's after you. It's all very wishy-washy, yeah. all very kind of like time loopy, and uh, it looks very cool. And yeah. again, it is a timed exclusive on PlayStation 5 with consoles. Am I am I right in saying because I, I can't remember exactly like from last year what they were talking what they were saying about it? But if so, if the impression I got from it was you basically you play through the game to a certain point, then you die, then you play again, but you know where everyone's going to be, you know how everyone's going to come at you. Yeah. So then you push through again. So it's almost like you know, like a film like Groundhog Day, where you yeah, know you, you what's going to happen. You learn the routine. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, I, I've, I've read some some stuff. Like, if you want to like uh, get Arcane's own wording on it, um, it sounds like the gate, as the name implies, when you die, you restart the loop. But it also sounds yeah. like time-wise, there's a cutoff for like um, when the day just resets. Right. So uh, uh, this is actually all a direct quote. Each new each new loop in Death Loop is an opportunity to learn from the past and adapt. Finding clues and uncovering hints is key to taking out targets before the day resets. Discover relationships, learn schedules, and do whatever must be done to gain the necessary knowledge. So it almost might be an element of like you might only be able to kill your target within a certain window, and like the first loop, you might learn what that window yeah. was but miss it. And in the second loop, you maybe go the wrong way and find too many guards and die. So the third loop, you go. It seems so like that kind of thing. In, in that kind of way, it kind of sounds. It sounds Hitman esque in a, in a way, right? Like yes, where Hitman yeah. these these people, your, your targets, they have kind of a set routine. You've got to kind of observe them, figure out the routine, then figure out how you want to kill them using their yeah. set. You know, and oh. this 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 seems to go one step further though, right? Because the idea I get from this is that everyone, all the characters you see and everyone you can kill in order to get to your target or whatever, is that maybe if you don't affect it, then everyone's going to move in a certain way. So you can learn, like, guy walks there, he goes there, I duck through there, I open that, he drops this. I, Which sounds really cool. It sounds like the opposite to a, like, a roguelike where everything yeah. changes every yeah. time. It's like everything is exactly the same and you can navigate your way through that yeah. world. It's a, it's right. a cool concept. It sounds so cool. Like, it sounds for, like a it also sounds fucking like complicated, though. But imagine how They're powerful you feel. <laughs> they like, move, she does this. Imagine how powerful you feel by the time you like you're restarting a loop that you know ninety five percent of, and that first like Dishonored was always a thing where I felt like I had the powers, but I didn't want to fuck up because if I right. fucked up, I'd give away my position. I'd have yeah. people on me. I had to kill them. Killing people made the world degrade and made the yeah, game yeah, hard yeah. later on. Yeah. Now it's like no, if you die, you learn from it and you do something different next time. And like that sounds rewarding. Can I point out another element that I've again learned since we started recording? So I think as we mentioned earlier, you're an assassin who is trying to kill eight targets. And the complicated element is that there's a uh, woman called Juliana who is basically another assassin who's trying to kill you. Um, There is an option. There's an optional multiplayer element. So if you want, you can opt in to have Juliana played by another person, a real player. I did wonder that as they were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, the they end, talked about multiplayer and single yeah. player. Yeah, and, and at the end of the trailer, they showed gameplay of coming from Juliana's viewpoint, yeah. which yes, is very yeah. cool. It's almost like an interesting take on not really asynchronous gameplay, but in a way, right, where uh, you are playing the the mission and the story, and then the multiplayer element of it is you bring someone in to fuck up your game. Yeah. Which, well, it's interesting it's as cool. well because that other player is the only unknown quantity, right? Because you can yeah. learn all the routines and the schedules, but if there's another player playing Juliana, yeah. then you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. That, that's, so, the, that's the RNG in speedrunning terms, <laughs> is that yeah. a person. Yeah, I, I think it looks really cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I worry that it's maybe just going to be a little bit too involved and too complicated for me. Um, I'm a simple man with simple needs. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see. Uh, moving on to the next one, fellas. This is this is kind of a big one for me in in a in a way that I never would have thought. Okay, it's Resident Evil Eight. Oh, sorry, it's Village Resident Evil, but it's actually V I I I Resident Evil Eight Village. Blah blah blah. Whatever. <laughs> yes, it's the next Rizzy game, the main <laughs> and the next main title Resident Evil game. And yes, there are 
All the rumors were true that we were kind of reporting on, which it's set in a European village. It features witches and werewolves. It looks super moody and it looks fucking scary. Uh, and you see, Jamie uh, uh, Jonesy, this trailer made me think to myself, "I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cack my pants." Yeah. Oh yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> Absolutely, a very um, good advertisement for a game I don't want to play. And yet, yeah. what's going to happen? Nope. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm busy. I, I can't make it. I oh tell. shit! Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, get get on that stretch goal, boys. You know, support the Patreon and let's let's make Jamie play the game. Um, yeah. It, it it looked really cool. It looked really atmospheric. Uh, a couple of interesting things. So it's it's uh, back to that first person. Uh, perspective which we got in Resident Evil 7 uh and I think you're playing as the same character Ethan is that correct that's correct yeah yeah uh but interestingly enough there was a character at the end of the trailer called Chris who we assume is Chris Redfield and he just kind of seems like he is uh antagonist to your protagonist yeah so we don't know how that's going to kind of plan out or if it is actually Chris Redfield or whatever it may be but yeah, it looks fucking cool. And and it's so the reason why I say it surprises me is because I've always kind of like enjoyed Resident Evil games, but I've never been like crazy into them. But then ever since we did the series on ATG on on Resident Evil 7, I just kind of I'm 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 all aboard the Resi train now, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, so uh, uh, some other bullet points I'm seeing on Twitter. Uh, they've confirmed it's based on the newest version of the RE engine, which is always nice to Fucking hear because that's engine. a beautiful engine. A quote, uh, a little bit more action-oriented, which okay. ties into what people were maybe saying about this starting off as a, um, a spin-off game inspired perhaps more by Resident Evil 4 and stuff like that than Resident Evil 7, and it yeah. was kind of transitioned into being a sequel later on down the line. No load times, uh and a new so, what, so, so no no door slowly opening. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it, dude. It looks like it's going to be one big seamless village. They they missed a trick on that one. Yeah, no. Cool Sucks. setting though. Yeah, like I think the whole bit having the willingness to say on the fly, "Hey, this started as a side project and now it's a numbered sequel." <laughs> yes, Jamie. <laughs> it was going to happen at some point. Your face when you did it as well. So amazing. <laughs> Oh no! It was. Gonna, I'm so sorry to the folks. I'm, I don't know what that sounded all looked like, but yeah, I, I sneezed so, earlier, so don't worry about it. Like, uh, it's hay fever season, isn't it? It's, I, it's, anything, it's a peek into your O face. It's all right. It's good. I've been. No, no, it's not. That, that's three times worse, <laughs> and four times as loud. Um, wow. in my emails in the about section of the uh, chat. Um, <laughs> yeah, DMs are open. Um, I can't even remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, I think I think the willingness to take things that started off as side projects um, and wait, make them new numbered entries is actually what gives them the ability to create sequels that are surprisingly different to what came before, like Resident Evil Four was at the time. So yeah, it's cool. I think I think it's a good sign, right? When your side project is strong enough in concept, yeah, for the core team to say, you know what, this actually looks like a like a numbered entry. I think that's cool. Uh, I'm looking- it's also good of the. It's also good that the the team could recognise that that is something they should pursue. Like they weren't so wedded to go in one direction, they didn't see something potentially really good, and then kind of say, "But that's not what we're doing. We're going in this direction." Like that's, and yeah, and hey, Resident Evil, one of the best games for reinventing themselves. I think. Yeah, they, they are the uh, Madonna of uh, the uh, horror <laughs> genre. Are. 
For sure. Yeah. Uh, I like the sound of going more action oriented though. That sounds good to me. Uh, I think I think it's a balance though, right? Like because you could end up with a with the Resident Evil Four, or you could end up end up with the Resident Evil Five. So or six, even heaven forbid, you know. It's true. They it's do, true. they do have to be very they do have to be careful, but at the same time, I sometimes with with seven, I kind of had a feel of like. Uh, alien isolation in like <laughs> this game's going to play itself and you just have to do what the game what you're supposed to do otherwise we're going to fucking kill you in horrible ways <laughs> yeah. and i was like i can't take the stress yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope that four becomes the point of reference because that was very much an action-oriented take on the series yet still provided some incredibly scary villages um right especially at the beginning when it was all kind of rural and you hadn't got into yeah. the weird medieval shit yet yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so uh, that, that was a really nice, big, marquee moment for the series. Uh, maybe a, a lesser one was uh, the next one, Pragmata. So this this was kind of weird to me. I, I had so many kind of thoughts on this. Yeah. So it, it had this kind of like astronaut-looking dude who kind of looked like, you know, it looked like a mix of, of Ludens from uh, Death, uh, well, Kojima Productions. And in yeah. fact, I thought like, oh shit, is this like a tease of uh, like the next Kojima game? Like it, it could yeah. have been, right? Because oh. you know you know how they did the title card for the game midway through the trailer? I thought that's because they were going to do bit of trailer, title card for the game, bit of trailer, yeah. like a Kojima Productions game or right. something like that. Did I you thought. also think it was going to be like a Kojima There was a point at time which I thought, are they, is the reveal going to be that this is a Kojima Productions game? But yeah. alas, no. But it wasn't. Uh, but then also like, so yeah, it looked like Ludens, but it was also mixed with like Anthem. And then at that stage, I was like, "Hold on, yeah. this isn't going to be like the Anthem reboot, is it?" <laughs> oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I, it's, I had a weird one because I sort of I I was like typing, and then I looked up and half watched it, and then when he does the the holographic thing when it first pops up in front of him, yeah, I thought it was like some weird division thing. I yeah, it, it, it was like, division esque. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, then you see the girl and the cat with the, like the see-through holographic cat, and I was like, yeah. "What is yeah. this?" Well, when, when I saw, when I saw the went. girl, I was like, "Okay, this isn't Kojima. This like this is fucking this yeah. is some some weird shit." But, but, but then, it, it, then it, it, I saw the cat, and I was like, "Well, that's kind of Kojima-esque, I guess." <laughs> right. And, and it, it looks like so. It's a, it's a basically an astronaut. You have to almost explain this one because you don't, yeah, you don't sorry, know anything yeah, about the I'm game. I'm not doing a very good. It's job an astronaut this, that's sorry. kind of like walking down through Times Square in a big, like Chris was saying, Anthem, Luden-style spacesuit. Yeah, and, um, and, and, across... and, the, and the New York area is like all dilapidated and broken. Yeah, exactly. Like Vanilla Sky. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> comes across a little a little girl and this weird cyber cat that's like like a, like a almost like a exoskeleton-style thing that's projecting the image of a cat around it that's kind of translucent. Looks kind of mm. cool. Then all of a sudden, what looked like a big satellite UFO style thing crashes through the ceiling of the sky, and like the sky of New York like shatters. Yeah, then so, they so it's st- almost like you're in the Truman Show in that giant dome. Yes, basically. Yeah. And they start getting sucked towards it. Then he un- does unlocks this thing from this, his backpack, and it's basically a big deployable net that creates a bubble around them, and they bounce off it and. But you see, even that was kind of Kojima-esque to me. It was, yeah. So totally. the whole thing was mental. But so like, no, like, maybe it is, is fucking Kojima's next thing, because the, the dude loves fucking making but it, but bullshit it's, but it's studios. Capcom. It's Capcom. Yeah, I did. Yeah, there was a Capcom card It's called Pragmata, right? So we say it's, called, it's, yeah, yeah, it's Pragmata. called Pragmata. Pragmata. And then at the end, you were on the moon. Like, yeah, you yeah, they land on the moon, the moon, and they look back at the astronaut and the girl, look back to Earth and say something like, 
it's freedom or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because she's like, what is that? And then the camera pans yeah. up and it's, the, and it's the earth. But what was interesting is when she said, what is that? I was fully expecting it to like pan up and Ludens would be there with the fucking digital whale. And I'd be like, oh, shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It's it was hard. a weird one, man. It's it, but also, like, you know what? You're right. The Capcom thing kind of cements it. But if the Capcom thing wasn't there, I would, I could 100% believe it would be a Kojima thing. Yeah. And it was just his way of like Moby Dick Studios and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also high placement, like penultimate game, the big show. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. We'll, it, we'll see. It, it was, 2022 it was a, as well. It was, so, like, yeah, it was a pretty cool trailer. Like, I don't know. It, it, yeah. Look, it's good that Capcom has got something else coming out, right? True, true. Like a new a new IP. Like, yeah, sure. Let's you know, Capcom's got some great games. Let's let's see what they can do with it. All right, but yeah, then that was padding for the big finish. The big finish. All right, and I, I'm going to leave it to you guys because I didn't I didn't play the first one. So go okay. go ahead, fellas, go ahead. Jonesy, you you shoot. I feel yeah, like this this the, is the. Like I mean, it was your game horizon. of the year. Oh, okay, yeah. Was, so horizon. we knew this was we knew this was happening. We we well, we pretty much knew this was going to happen. I think we were already talking about it before. A confirmed like, rumor, yeah. The show. <laughs> confirmed rumor. Um, what well, I'm going to call it Horizon Zero Dawn Two, or well, Horizon Two, but it's not. It's just called Horizon Forbidden West. So we heard Aloy talking, um, and she was. Uh, uh, we saw some fantastic scenery, some pretty impressive underwater scenes as well, which looked very cool. Like, um, um, and I think the whole setup for the, the the premise of this is that she's gone to a new place, and it's like lush, and there are animals and creatures, like real animals and creatures, and out of the old. Um, uh, like robotic wasteland, you've got new things that have risen up and now the world's lovely again. But then in True Horizon fashion, there's some horrible corruption which starts to kill off a few things in the trailer and Aloy realises she needs to go and um, beat the crap out of the... <laughs> I don't even know the, the guy's name. The uh, the main dude from uh, Horizon. Lance, Lance Reddick. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's the, his the, name? I don't know. <laughs> I can never remember his name. The Silence. Name, I can never Silence. Silence, right. Um, but this time, dudes, it's not just dinosaurs. This time they've got um, uh, some mammals and some amphibians as well. Life we is coming back, yeah. Some elephants and some giant warthog robots. So it's almost like they're um, going through the... Because they're, they're very much dinosaur-inspired, right? So it's almost like they've gone to the next period of of dinos. Right, I get. I guess so. Yeah. Well, they're because, not dinosaurs. They were just. They were like elephants and stuff. Yeah, like, like that so. was the, that was the thing about Horizon Zero Dawn is that like we always looked at a lot of the pre-release stuff and thought, oh, it's robot dinosaurs. But you realize when you play the game, they're actually just robot animals, right? Yeah. Because the yeah, conceit was we should get into in we should get into spoiler territory, but the conceit was, and I guess skip the next minute if you really haven't played that game yet. But Josie, correct me if I'm wrong. The idea was that Zero Dawn was the project to like an AI-controlled project to essentially restart planet Earth after the apocalypse. And the yeah. idea was that planet Earth needed animals to survive and thrive, so we created robot animals to serve the purpose that real animals served in the progression of Mother Nature or whatever. Yeah, it's my understanding. Yeah, and then they and then let down the line, they get corrupted, and they because the AI right. that's where it turns evil. Yeah, when the it the AI that controls the behavior of some of the animals is corrupted, and that's what fucks everything up. Mm. Yeah. So th- so this is like a I, get, I think I get the impression this is like a new corruption though. This isn't the same. It's the same dude, the same human is causing all the shit again. 
but right. it's a different corruption. It seems like, or maybe not. Maybe it's the same corruption. Because well, yeah, because sure. the ending of uh, we should. Okay, it's hard without spoilers, but like I'm just fucking ending, go for it, dude. I mean, the game. Well, like, the game's like three years old now. Yeah, I think I think maybe even four. the The ending is like you essentially stop the corruption and the AI that's gone rogue, but rather than banishing it completely, it's captured by Silence, who's kind of like your so that, that's Lance Reddick, buddy. That's Lance Reddick, yeah, and. The implication is that like this AI could still be a threat, and you don't really know what Silence wants to do with it because Silence isn't a bad guy in Horizon Zero Dawn. The AI he's is. He's not a bad guy, but he's an he's an unknown quantity. Isn't yeah, he? he's, he's not he's, quite yeah, sure. You don't what know what purpose he serves and what he wants with it. And obviously, we see him in this, and it looks like there's some kind of corruption that they're like trying to do stuff with. But then, but it looks like they are creating a new threat in this form of this tribe that appear to be. <laughs> doing shit of their own. Is that the thing with the, the kind of mammoth-looking... Yeah, like they're all climbing on and they look like they they dress differently, so it's almost like it's going into a more like tribal... These were also humans who lived somewhere else and now... Because that's something they could also play on, right? Yeah. Well, they conf- didn't they confirm at the end, basically, that um, um, Aloy has now moved from where the setting of the first game into the into the West, into the Americas? Um, well, it's called, which I, it's I, called Forbidden West, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so so she's moved out. Then you even get like the Golden Gate Bridge. She walks past at one point, and it's all covered in yeah, vegetation yeah. and stuff, yeah. which is a very cool like look. Um, and, yeah. I think uh, Horizon was a fantastic looking game, and it played incredible. Why well, I thought it played incredibly well. It Great. had a cool, engaging story. And to be fair, this just looks like more of the same. It looks like a. It looks like the sequel you want from that. If you want different variations of enemies, you want to take out some more types of robots. You want to use the PlayStation yeah. 5's capabilities to its max. Well, and that's that's. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Is like because you you were both pretty pretty hot on it, and yeah, I loved it. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I was just wondering, like, does this tick the boxes that you wanted from a sequel? For me, yeah, like, to, well, from yeah. the, from the brief bit we've seen, yeah, like, sure. I mean, granted, yeah, from what yeah. I know, for, um, yeah, I I just wish Aloy would pick up a goddamn gun, like she's still rocking <laughs> that bow. Like, God, so I, get yourself I, I an assault rifle. Never have I been more impressed with how consistently fun I found combat with one, essentially one weapon. Yeah, I'd say like yeah. that combat never got boring for me. And Horizon's one of those sequels where. You you ask about does it tick all the boxes? I don't think I needed many boxes ticked. I needed. Yeah. Like a reason to continue exploring that world and the, the the concepts it played with, which it has inherently, a reason to go back to explore that, that combat and see yeah. if if and what changes they've made, and like a new landmass, potentially new uh, creatures, new villains' presences. Like it ticks all the boxes of like a standard open world sequel. And I don't think Horizon needs much more from that because it's working from a very strong base. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. The one question I think I'd have around around a sequel for that is there's a very strong um, uh, like sub narrative in the first game of finding out who you are, where you come from, how you came to be, um, and I guess the issue they may have with a sequel is you've kind of pushed that as far as you can. Yeah. So what's the what is the new subplot? to the game going to be but that's something I'm just keen to find out about like it's, I don't think they can it's not something that they need to worry about really as long as they don't do anything stupid that's <laughs> yeah. why they would well yeah I mean they they mentioned that it was going to be did they say a trilogy or more of games oh I don't know I didn't actually even hear I that I think that was like there was a leak before this that confirmed the existence of a second one that implied that they wanted they set, they set out to create a trilogy yeah I think it was that was the same leak that said that they were toying with like multiplayer stuff and co-op stuff which there right. didn't seem to be any hint of today. yeah yeah 
Okay, yeah, well, I mean, that, so that's, uh, after that they showed off <laughs> what the, the, the main thing, I guess, that everyone, stupidly, I guess, were, was waiting for, because at the end of the day, they just wanted to see what the hardware looked like, but seeing what the hardware looked like doesn't, doesn't actually mean anything, right? Like, it's not going to... It's not going to stop people from buying it. It's just more a, a, a question of curiosity. But, Agreed. For sure. But, ugh, boys. Boys. <laughs> okay, cause, okay, so what do you guys think? Because our first reactions, you're, I think Chris had the strongest reaction of the three of us. I thought it looked a little odd, like it looked a bit like a, a super fancy Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Can, can, might- can, can, can I set the scene, all right? The screen's black. <laughs> You get the, the blue lights and you're like, oh, okay, cool, yeah. And it zooms out and, and the, the, the screen brightens up. And then it's like this uh, futuristic dildo-looking uh, console. <laughs> what? That's, I think that's a, a bit little bit of a mis- mischaracterization. So if anyone hasn't seen it, I, it's, it's white for one, which we said like, it probably would be. Yeah, it's so majority m- white, like the controller. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, with a, a, it's a sandwich. So two white sides, if you, in its vertical form anyway. So it's two white sides with a vertical stro- um, central section, which it's, is black it, with a blue light in the rever- middle. Reverse Oreo. Has, sorry? Reverse Oreo. <laughs> reverse yeah, Oreo. It has ears, which I thought was weird. Like it's got, it almost looks like little bunny ears on the top yeah, like, like, from the angles they were showing it at. Like flaps. Well, yeah, it's almost like if you imagine what Jonesy's saying, like a thick black bit and then two thinner white sides, it's almost like rather than just being straight, like the edges here have been turned away from each other and the edges here have been turned into each other. So yeah. when you look at so, the console straight on, there are no flat edges. So it's almost like you, you take a you take a piece of A4 paper and you bend it slightly. Yeah, like twist your left hand away from you and your right hand yeah, towards yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then one one interesting thing, of course, is the fact that there are two versions that they've just yes. revealed. So one is the discless version, uh, and one is the disc version. I don't know if you guys thought the same thing, but I thought the form factor looked like it had been designed with the digital version in mind and totally. had the addition of a disc version added. Because it's kind of weird. It was 100%. on the side, it pokes out. It looks kind of ugly. Well, well so the, the thing that I didn't like about the console is it's... It, it's asymmetrical to a point of a, a little bit of absurdity, but that's but they fixed that. So that's why I think you're right because that's fixed in the digital version because the digital version is uh, completely symmetrical. I yeah. I still don't understand why it needs to have these like little fucking flaps or fins or whatever you want to call them, right? Like fins is a good word. They kind of look like, yeah, yeah kind of like fins. Like look, I get they're trying to go all like futuristic. I think that maybe. Because, like, look, at the end of the day, this thing is sitting underneath your TV, right? Mm. And it just looks fucking weird. Like, I like the, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say, I like the discless version. I like, I I, I like the discless version as well. I I think if they didn't reveal the discless version, I'd be like, this is going in the cupboard. I think we we also saw a really brief um, image of it lying down horizontal because that's one thing I always want to know is whether or not whether it can stand up vertically and horizontal, which is often a thing yeah, they do. Yeah. But they showed it in its vertical form quite a few times, and it was only in a very brief, little, yeah, yeah. like uh, part of the so video they showed it laying if, down. If you pull up the official image that they've released of it uh, being horizontal, you can see that neither side is flat. So you cannot yeah. lay this oh. thing flat on a surface. So the stand that comes with yeah. it 
yeah. can support it either vertical or horizontal. So in the official oh, okay. images of it, horizontal, it's still horizontal, but it's still uh, levitated slightly by that little circular stand. Oh, weird. So okay. it doesn't That's... look like it's built to go flat on anything unless, well, even vertically without a stand. That's really Which bizarre. is very interesting. Yeah. Perhaps an example of, um, you don't want to say style of a substance, but if it genuinely can't work without a stand, like you can't, I don't know. I will, I will say so though. Maybe that, the like, stand's integrated then. If, if the stand, do, maybe the stand doesn't No, come because off. It, can, it can be on the side or it can yeah, be Yeah, it's got to be able to come one. off, right? It has to be able to come off. Oh, so it's not a stand that rotates. It's, no, 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 it's, it's a, one it's a, stand it's a, it's a, it's a, Yeah, it's a small circular stand. Oh, and you can I see. see. I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you pull up the image of it on its side, you can see. Yeah, send us a link, Jamie. Um. I'll see if I can find one for you. Is it just on PlayStation.com? Going around. Um, I I was finding most of these links on Twitter. Now, this is some fucking grade A podcasting right here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if you've made it it this far, fucking hell. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, actually. Uh, We should. Do you know, okay, but do you know what? Because I've typed in PlayStation 5 reveal and I'm looking up images right on Google Images. It looks a lot better than a lot of the things that people thought it might look like. Like yeah. a oh, U-shaped thing yeah, that, 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 and a half. Yeah, that V-shaped thing or whatever it was looks absolute dog shit. Yeah, and, and, and I'll say, like, because I, I didn't really elaborate on my actual opinions on it, I completely agree with you guys about what you were saying about it's a shame that the digital version looks so much more cohesive and natural logic as the symmetry than the uh, than the version that has a disk drive because that disk drive almost looks like a bump but at yes, the same time yeah. I yeah. think there is an element of cohesion in terms of how it matches up with the controller which I think by now most of us have had a chance to get used to and, and appreciate in yes, its own yeah, way yeah. Um, and to be fair and, I, I like the look of the controller so I you know yeah. I, I'm sure also, I'm sure the design will grow on me but yeah I, but, I just like it being something different um, I think me too I can even that, like yeah. I, the Xbox Series X is cool. There's no question, but um, it's also like it's a it's a it's a fridge. You know, it's a it's big a, it's a rectangular box, yeah. block. It's a box. Yeah, yeah. The, the PS5 is in both the controller and the and the console itself is going for something different, um, and I kind of respect that. Um, and, it, and like you said earlier, Chris, at the end of the day, it's just going to sit under my TV. Yeah, like, you know, you know what it looks like. You know what it looks like. It looks like a pistachio nut, like a, fu- a futuristic I found pistachio a funny nut. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like pistachio yeah, nut. you know what it's like the, the the shell of the and then the nuts peeking peeking out at the shell. So it's like the two white bits are the shell, and the black bit is the actual pistachio nut itself. Okay, boys, I'm going sh- to share this meme a message. With you. Oh, Josie's sharing a meme. I'm sharing an actual picture. Okay. So if you click, see the picture I just shared with you, I just for the folks at home, yeah, it's just oh, a okay. picture of the PlayStation Five on its side. You can see that because of the shape, of the disk drive side of it is designed to be on the bottom, which means inherently it's not flat. So you can see that tiny right. circular stand yeah. is still under there. In the um, <laughs> in the, it's also worth noting that on the disk drive version there are two buttons: a power button and a jet button. There's a USB C port and a USB three port. Yeah. And now it looks Jonesy much nicer the, without um, the. <laughs> What's guys... that meme called? Like, uh, like I can't. I don't know. Uh, dis- I don't know distracted what it's called. boyfriend or something. Distracted right, boyfriend right, right. meme. But and he's, well, he's distra- looking over his shoulder. Do you guys, do you guys get what I'm saying about like the the pistachio or, or or like a chocolate bar where you've like taken off the the. 
Not really, not, if not, I'm being yeah, honest. Not really, no. I'm not really getting the pistachio or the chocolate bar. I would, I'd love to, but... Anyway. Here's- What's weird is, like, uh, I think Jamie was saying, like, so so if you have the discless version, it looks so much nicer in vertical and in horizontal. Oh. It just looks better. Like, yeah. the, discless, the discless version, hor- like, vertical, front on, when it's symmetrical, that's a nice piece of kit. Do you know yeah. what it reminds me of? Do you remember, like, like you know, like, BMW concept cars and stuff like that? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so question for you boys. Yeah. Which which version is is Jonesy going to be the disc boy again? The the problem is because it's backwards compatible in a lot of respects, right? Yeah. Um, that, then I can't even con- contemplate getting the the digital version because I own so many games on disc for PlayStation Four. So, unfortunately, uh, I'm going to have to go sensible and I'm going to have to get the disc version. Otherwise, I'm going to have a lot of games that are unplayable. For yeah. Backwards compatibility. For, yeah. Unfor- unfortunately, I've got like. 50 60 but like physical ps4 games down there i'm still gonna get my mum every year buying me ps5 games for christmas <laughs> we're still gonna get the odd company that gives us those weird red discs in little cd cases i just don't oh, want yeah. a situation where i'm counted out of something on but on the count of the fact that it's it's annoying because it's aesthetically so much better and it's probably going to be cheaper but like jonesy, will, yeah like jonesy like i have to make the sensible decision here well, I will Same, tell you yeah. that I am one hundred percent going for the digital version. Yeah, it makes so much sense for you, dude. Yeah. Like you, that's perfect. Like, and it will look so much better in your living room. Oh yeah, which I'm well, sure the wife will appreciate. It's still going to go in the cupboard because I still think it looks kind of ugly. But is, hey, is, it, is, it, isn't it your could... PS4 in the cupboard? Most no, of the time. PS4 is literally underneath my. Oh, television. that's right. It's it's just under. It yeah. just fits, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it just right. fits. I'm gonna get like a little thing that hangs on the side of the PlayStation 4 so that you can't see the bump of the disc. <laughs> Like where that is, yeah. it like hides it. Well, I'm looking what, at like like, TV. A, like a PlayStation burka. <laughs> no, like what? No, like a like some like some vines or something. So what? it's like you've got some sort of like it's got some sort of weird horizon horizon. Um, was it Forbidden West design where yeah. it's like hanging down on it? Like oh, it's got vegetation growing on it. I'm like, yeah, that's not to hide the okay. disc, honestly. But you see, you you've got I, me really excited of the potential of. What a Marvel's uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales special edition would look like, because that I think oh, that could yeah. look actually pretty sick, because it would go with nice. the futuristic aesthetic of it. Yeah, sorry, Jamie, what were you going to yeah, say? I, I think I need to get a new TV unit because I, at the moment I've got one with four four compartments, <laughs> yeah, um, and all of them are full. I've got a Nintendo <laughs> Switch where the dock is just on the ground because there's no room for it. Um, and the Xbox Series X is a fucking is is I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what <laughs> I'm going to do. They're all, they're all big and lumpy, aren't they? Well, they're, they're, they're not going to fit. Yeah, like so the, genuinely, if you want to have like four consoles, or I'm, I'm going to try and have five consoles under my TV this Christmas, like what the fuck are we meant to do? <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure uh, something out, but I'm not looking forward to having that problem. It's going to be. It sounds expensive. Either is it? Way. Is it an IKEA? Uh... No, this is an Argos job. Oh, it's an Argos I, job. I, I didn't have I was money say, when, if, if when, it was, when I bought this. If it was an Ikea one, what you could do is just buy, like, you know, sometimes the Ikea would have, like, a, a thinner version. And you could just put it on yeah. top. Like, oh, oh, so you could, like, add on. Yeah, like, like stack it. Modular. Like, actually, this is what this is. What this is. Ah, that, that's a module. Right. And that's a module. You know, yeah. Chris was one of those people who waited five hours to get into IKEA when it opened. The Jesus other Christ! Oh, no way! That's just absolute pictures, madness. Why yeah, would you do that? Are bonkers. 
This, this... How, how much do you want to buy flat pack furniture? Like, honestly, why don't you Could just you order get online a... still, though? I didn't get it. No, but I like, think there's, there's I... a lot of um, queuing on online. Like, slots are oh, taken up and whatever. But, like, how who desperate like... are you for fucking Ikea to wait in a queue yeah, man. with, like, a bunch of other fucking COVID idiots? Like, <laughs> COVID for, idiots. for about fucking five hours. Like, that's madness. Um. I know I was the one who derailed it, but can, I, I just wanted to bring up the final three things that I think you listed, Chris, because yeah. I think, um, they're important things to say that didn't get bought up in the PlayStation event. Um, there was no price. They haven't told us how much these two units are going to yeah. cost. They also showed off some other kit. They showed off the the docking station for the controllers. They showed off the uh, 3D audio headset. Yeah, um, which could be cool. Showed off, which could be cool. Yeah, they th- showed off the HD camera as well. Yeah. Which is like, um, why have that HD camera? Like, I know you you need it for PSVR, but beyond that, why have it? Well, I think that I wonder if it's to do because you you have to use the PlayStation camera if you want to stream as well. Yeah, I can, I can give you a simpler one. Yeah, yeah, a simpler reason. I mean, yeah, there's no real prior to PSVR, there was no real reason to own a PlayStation camera on PS4. Do you know how many people bought that thing? Fucking millions. I guess so. Yeah, fair enough. So it's, it's free. It's free money, dude. Like yeah, the camera. Well. All they needed to do hey, was literally. Hey, 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 it's free real estate. Yeah, I'm hoping you that was picked up on your end because on Discord that was silent. <laughs> luckily, yeah, I knew what you were saying. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, the other is. thing, the other thing they didn't. They, we know it's coming out uh, like well November, we think, but there was no. Yeah, specific holiday date. 2020 is the uh, yeah. tag. And yeah, no God of War. Yeah, I, I, I did make a bold prediction saying that there'd be a God of War teaser at the end. And, okay, so they finished Horizon uh, Forbidden West, so I keep on wanting to say Horizon Zero Dawn 2, but yeah. Uh, they finished that, and then they had, like, a montage, and I was like, oh, man, this montage is going to end with, like, just like a like a boy yeah. or something. And just be like, oh, <laughs> If it went completely dark and it went, boy, yeah. oh. Well, uh, can you imagine if it was, like, completely dark and it's just, boy. You know, like we gotta go now, or some shit like that. He's like, "Fucking hell!" Just boy. If he just said boy, I'd be there. Yeah, yeah, boy. Ah. I know. I know you're on the show. I know you're not meant to like blow your load all at once, but I am amazed at how many companies haven't caught on to the effectiveness of the one more thing trick. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you surprise people when they think it's over, that's going to be the last thing on their mind. If you leave people wondering if there's one more thing and there isn't, then. Yeah. It's all, like it's a weird, it's a psychology thing. It's it's nonsense. Yeah. But it, it works. It's almost like what Marvel has done with uh, post credit sequences, right? You go to a movie and you you almost always think to yourself, "I wonder if there's anything after the credits." Mm. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it it is a missed opportunity for sure. Um, all they had to do was call up Corey and be like, "Yo, are you actually gonna are you gonna make a God of War 2? And he's like, "Well, yeah, I'm making it at the moment." They're like, "Can you just do a boy and we we'll just put it?" Here's on- the question, though, based on what happened to PlayStation halfway through this generation where they had to show you the same games over and over again. Oh, yeah. If you went to Cor- if you went to Corey and said yeah. when's God of War 2 and he said 2023, would you have shown it today? No. No. Definitely. No, not. that's yeah, that'd be madness, wouldn't yeah. it? It's far too early. Yeah, you're right. I, I, even even for a boy it's far yeah. too early. I really hope that PlayStation don't get into the same kind of fucking thing that they that they did with Fucking showing off the same fucking yeah. things over and over again. It's like, yeah, you know what? It's 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 worth it because those were fucking rock solid quality games. But th- there's got to be a better way. 
Speaking it's of worse which, when with the delays as well because the delays obviously exacerbate. <laughs> yeah. They say it's only two years away. It's fine, and then it's not two years. Yeah. It's three years away. Yeah, good point. Speaking of which, there's one thing I haven't seen yet that I would kind of like to see, which is someone making a list, going through all the release dates and confirming what actually is or that's starting to compile at least the launch lineup for the PlayStation Five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because that's the thing, right? Like, so I said, look, okay, so. They they did a good job in saying like oh the fucking Spider Man it's it's a launch title, right? Yeah, that would be enough to make me buy the console. But once I've finished that game, what have I got? What what have yeah. I all the PlayStation Four games that? <laughs> yeah, but if I've got if I've gone digital, yeah, I guess I guess well right yeah, you, yeah. you'd want to think that your account carries over. But like, what uh, do you mean? Which like your like your, with your yeah, with your with yeah, your yeah, game yeah, yeah. with your games you've and got everything. To, you've got to imagine it all carries over, and all your digitally owned games are still yeah. with you. Yeah, like, but I, but yeah. but the point is, if if I've got those digital games, I've probably played them. You know, but like yeah. So once I finish Mars Morales, what what am I? Yeah, what's next? Yeah. What's next on the horizon? And how long would I need to wait in order to get something that I want to play? Like, I'm sorry, but, then but, I but if, that's if, not an issue, right? If it, that's the weird thing about backwards compatibility is because if games are still being released on PlayStation Four like early next year, then you, the game you're waiting for on PlayStation Five is a PlayStation Four title, which makes no difference to you because you can just play it. So I, I suppose maybe that's what they're relying on. Is it doesn't if even if they've got a couple of launch titles, maybe it look doesn't the, matter the, the, in that sense. The other thing that we we don't know as an example is uh cyberpunk on on ps5 what does that look like when does that come out you know stuff like that so please be soon <laughs> please yeah, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's it's exciting though it's exciting it's it's as we said at the top of this uh what's turning out to be a very long podcast is sorry it's it's, it's good <laughs> it's no, it's all of us right it's good to be uh it, it it feels good to be excited about games in this way again, because with this, with this, with COVID and all the shit happening with E3, and it was this kind of like drip feed of information of like, oh, here's one game, and like two weeks later, oh, here's another trailer. It's good to have something like all nice, big, compressed that you can, you know, it, it, it almost like it's it's excitement upon excitement upon excitement, and it builds up for you rather than like delay like delayed gratification. Yeah, and I think there will be a few more. I think this is going to be one of the biggest all-in-one blowouts we'll see all summer. But I, think I, I, I reckon we... Xbox will be bigger. Like I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not an X. Ugh, I'm a Microsoft fan. I'm not necessarily an Xbox fan, but I, yeah. I do think that theirs will be bigger. It could. I, like, that would be awesome. Uh, I'm just again. I'm trying to like rein in expectations where yeah. possible, yeah, but yeah. I, I still think like it's possible that. But, but but basically what I was going to say was going to see a lot of stuff happening still from now until the end of summer. And even like in the next week, like IGN's thing is still going on. Uh, EA Play is on the yeah. 18th. So that's uh, a week today, in fact. Isn't uh, um, the uh, PC game, PC show this weekend? I think? PC gaming show, yeah, is on the 13th. So yes, I think that's Saturday. Um. There's the some other like uh, some standalone game announcements, and then obviously going into July, like we said, there's Xbox coming back, PlayStation are going to do another another thing probably in August, 
yeah, and so on and so forth. Like stuff that, that'll happening. that'll you be you be softer in July. Yeah, you think that August is definitely going to be like this is the release date, this is the price, these are the app. Yeah. Like here, here are all the specs run down. Here's everything because yeah. even like, even still we're getting things like oh you know some of the some of the things of of what PlayStation can do hasn't haven't been released yet. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, sure. Like we need to remember that what we saw today on the hardware side of things, as cool as it was, was what we saw from Xbox seven months ago. Yeah, as crazy right. as that sounds. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They they are still neither company wants to go first for release date or price. Neither yeah. company wants to go first, uh, and I'd imagine internally there probably is no concrete answer because if you don't decide, then nothing can leak. So they're probably <laughs> both having shout, the same yeah. conversation where they're like, no, we don't know what it's going to cost because we don't know what that's going to cost. We don't know when we're like going to come out. Like the bullshit where they know exactly when yeah. they're going, hey, Bob, what are we going to do? I don't know, man. We're just going to decide <laughs> yeah. in a couple of months. And they just scribble it on a piece of paper and it just says like, $500? Question mark? It's where they slide it over to someone and they never say it out loud. They're just like, <laughs> yeah. you take yeah. this and then eat it. Like there, was, there was a controversy this week where Jeff Grubb, the journalist who's been doing his own calendar based on yeah. what he knows, he had an Xbox event scheduled for this month that he basically moved out of, the, out of this month and replaced in August. Um, and a lot, loads of people reported on it saying like, oh, then Xbox event has been delayed, but then it never got announced. So Xbox, a dude from Xbox came out and was like, no, no delay, there's nothing to delay. Yeah. Right. Damage and the rumor around that was that again they needed more time to see what Sony were doing and it's Makes all sense. kind of it's still we're dead in the middle of a game of chess. Yeah, it's it's the deadliest waltz. <laughs> Big time. You've got to th- you've got to think that it, one of the most fun places to watch um, these sorts of shows is at the you know their their headquarters figuratively with the uh, from the other side. Oh yeah. Because if you could watch yeah. if you could be with the guys at Xbox while this show was kicking off and see their reaction, like maybe they're yeah. like, ah, they're the shit show. We're gonna <laughs> smash them. Whereas they're like, oh god, they just announced Mars Morales as a launch title. We're done. We've just got a million yeah, yeah. units well, like, of the Xbox well, the Series fucking, X aren't the, selling. The rumor about this and the event we just watched and the reason its date changed quite a lot was because Sony saw what happened to Xbox's last thing were like shit people yeah. don't want to see yeah. not gameplay event like people don't want to see captured in engine or yeah. representative specs so they <laughs> and, moved, there were the rumors that they moved games out of this event because they were worried that the reaction would be well that's not gameplay yeah well that's not oh yeah for sure I can and imagine. and they also probably realized you know what we don't want to see the inside of this dude's bedroom on a zoom call <laughs> explaining yeah. games like you know those, those those parts of this show were a bit weird where they had the people there going hi like you'd show a bit from like um, Insomniac and yeah. then they'd go I'm Bob from Insomniac and then they just cut away and you're like was he going to say anything well, else it, no no it's probably what Jamie was saying is maybe they had a lot more to say but then they were just like you know what fuck it we're not yeah. we're not going to do I it I think it's also pacing like 100%. Yeah. give people two seconds to go on their phone and have a drink. <laughs> I, I, Did you find it kind of odd with the, sorry to go back all the way to the beginning, but the, you know, the 1994 to today and they were like yes. 25 years of gaming and they showed about a, you know, three seconds of the PlayStation one, two, three. And then they were like, here's 10 games from the PlayStation four. Mm. And then you had a guy saying 25 years of PlayStation. You've just seen it. And you're like, well, we didn't, we just saw a few. Yeah. PlayStation 4 yeah games. It was kind of weird, I guess. But at the same time, I kind of understand it, right? Like the the people that you're selling PS5 to are the people that you sold the PS4 to, not necessarily the PS3, the PS2, and the PS1. 
it just makes me think about recuts, re-edits because they you know, <laughs> change what they were thinking a little bit, and they tried to change the pacing. Oh, and dude! At the end of the at the end of this whole thing, where they had all of those different developers with like titles and and coming from devs that didn't even feature in the show, and you think to yourself, <laughs> you've got yeah. this footage of them telling the camera, which is presumably telling an audience how great the PS5 is and what your game can do on it, and you weren't even in this fucking show, like. Yeah. 100% yeah. it was fucking curated as a result of probably the perceived blowback of what happened on Xbox. Yeah. And there's one thing I'm trying to find here. It's a, it's a quote that I read just before it went live from um, Imran Khan, um, who was a former senior editor at uh, Game Informer. Not the cricketer. Said, Not the cricketer, no, yeah. sadly. Yeah. You know, you're the second person to make that joke to me when I've done this. <laughs> Uh, today will be a good hint of what's to come for the PS5, but it's far from their full schedule through 2021. Sony has been spending a lot of money to have a ridiculous first year for the PS5, then picking up at a reply he later did. Sony knows a good first year sets the tone, and there's more shows than just this one. This one should be good, but they know what they're doing when parceling out announcements. So there is a hint that like, even today, was there was an element of keep some stuff so we have big bullet points for other shows. Yeah, so you could imagine then that maybe their August thing would be a fucking boy moment, you know? Right. Like, things that we know exist that, like, are kind of strange that they weren't here, like uh, Silent Hill. Yeah. Could easily be another big, big, like, boil mic drop moment. That's the kind of thing you stick into a state of play and the whole thing gets elevated. Oh, 100%. Right. Yeah, you can't. You can't. And all you got to do is wait until Xbox put a thing out and it does mediocre, and then you drop something and everyone forgets that even happened, and then yep. they just talk about you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just going to what I said about my prediction about Microsoft and Xbox's event, I think they will blow their wad in that one show, and that's why it's going to be a better show. But after right. that, they're going to be like, "Well, we're just shooting Dude. blank. We're just shooting blanks now." Seeing <laughs> seeing Fable will be one of my highlights of the summer. Like, so they've got some tricks up their sleeve that are instant wins for certain yeah. people of certain and think about think episode. about what they pulled out last time with the uh, cyberpunk as well so you know there's yep. there's there's third Elden part- Ring was on their stage oh yeah year. third party surprises that you know i'm 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 fully expecting uh starfield to show up at uh, microsoft's event yep could it could easily do it there was and, that one year where they, there was loads of third-party titles. They announced Devil May Cry 5 on their yeah, stage. They announced yeah. Dying Light 2 on their stage. Just little bits and pieces like that. Yeah, it was mad. Well, anyway, that that was uh, a fucking behemoth. This might be the longest uh, podcast we've recorded. I think, I think it's comfortably. Comfortably. Yeah, and we didn't the even... First time breaking first time breaking the two-hour mark. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about fucking what we did. In, in our last week so there you go I like dude. that we started off this before we actually started <laughs> recording saying oh, if it's only an hour long it'll be fine it's late and it's been two fucking hours it's mad Man, maybe we should have cherry picked the, the games but uh, you know what talking about everything just kind of makes us feel good because uh, we're excited and hopefully you yeah, were excited we too and I hope that you stuck to the end uh, and if you did congratulations uh, you are a, now a lesbian dino furry so congratulations uh, it's almost like this is going to be the most important secret message ever because if you really did make it to the end of this one, then fair yeah. play to you. you so, so what is what is level. going to be the code? I mean, it's not. I think we need maybe we need LDF. We can have an abbreviation of lesbian dino. LDF, yeah. LDF, LDF gang. The, uh, yeah, LDF gang. There you go. Hell yeah, LDF gang. We all, we all know what it stands for. Yeah. Well, anyway, to say it. 
With that, thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube or listening, if you're listening on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube. Rate us five stars on iTunes, all that good stuff. Support our Patreon so that we can make uh, this kind of content and other kinds of content, you know, coming soon, TM, hopefully. Uh, And with that, uh, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time for hopefully a shorter podcast. See ya. (laughs) See ya.